Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. I'm not even going to swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know and they'll say, why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. Wait right there, Mr. Benoit. How do you know my name? I didn't tell you my name. Hang up. I didn't tell them my name. They're all a part of it. They're all parts, all of them. Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying? You know, violently. I wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die? It's not my intention to do this in front of you. For that, I'm sorry. You can take my word for it. Your mother had it coming. Mommy, I want to see the bad man fly. for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of New York. This is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. I'm assuming uh, you're all excited about end of school? No. Really? (laughs) No, there's there's always too much to do at the end of school to be excited about end of school. Right, right, right. The end of school will come. My wife is 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 dreading it because the kids will be home twenty four seven. Yeah, she's on the flip side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I kind of will miss it too because I, I liked how she was doing a um, substitute teaching, bringing some extra cash in. But extra is always better. Yeah, yeah, she's doing a, a couple of uh, a science camp, uh, so she'll, that'll be one week. Uh, or two weeks, uh, something like that. But anyway, um, and uh, I heard a voice from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? I am doing well. Excellent. And in the province of Alberta, Canada. Hey, everybody, it's Sean. Hope you're all doing well, and hope our American friends enjoy the Memorial Day weekend. Yes, indeed, indeed. And uh, the first thing uh, for folks who are curious today is June 1st, twenty. 23 that we're recording this uh this is uh the holiday 
uh, or, or I guess the first day of the post-holiday uh, Memorial Day, as, as uh, Sean was mentioning. Some of our listeners, like Pam, are always curious when we uh, record our episodes, because sometimes they aren't released immediately after they're recorded. Sometimes they're just thrown into the queue and are released uh, maybe a month, two months, maybe even 12 months later. But uh, this one should probably be released almost immediately, uh, so our listeners, like Pam, uh, will uh, know when, when we actually recorded it. Uh, so, uh, what else? Uh, we usually have another co-host, Eric, but uh, he was unable to attend today. And uh, thank you once again to have Sean to join us. I uh, appreciate it. And uh, let's see what else. Oh, we have an email address, uh, darkdiscussions at AOL.com. And you can email us and just put in uh, Dark Discussions or DDP in the uh, subject so we know the email is directly for this podcast here because uh, we use this email for all our spinoff podcasts as well. Uh, you can find our website at www.darkdiscussions.com. You can find all the podcasts wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher and uh, iTunes and Google Play and wherever else. I'm sure there's other ones such as oh, Spotify. Uh, yeah, there's other ones, whatever. Wherever you can find podcasts. Um, now, uh, Sean, uh, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? Uh, you can also find the Patreon link, which would then take you to Patreon where people can support different creators. And in that case, uh, this podcast, as we know, you release it free to everyone, but there's a bunch of behind-the-scenes costs and expenses so if you're able to financially support the podcast in any way, it is appreciated. Uh, whether it's a dollar or whatever you can afford, it would be great. For every $5 that you do put in uh, each month, you get to pick a movie that you would like to get a review done by, or redone, review done of, sorry. And what happens is every quarter, there'll be a drawing of one of the, those movies to be reviewed, whether it's on the main feed for Dark Discussions or one of those sister podcasts, depending on where it falls genre-wise. Um, but it's a nice way that uh, you can support the podcast for all the effort and time that's put in behind the scenes, and we really appreciate the support. Indeed, indeed. And uh, we actually uh, recorded a couple of uh, patrons uh, within the past two months. Uh, the first one was uh, Sexy Beast, uh, the, the uh, mob thriller from the U.K., which actually I think you picked, Sean, uh, when, you were, uh, when you weren't a uh, uh, co-host or guest co-host, and uh, it was randomly picked out of the hat, and we uh, released that episode a couple weeks ago, and then we just recorded Inside, the French film. Uh, that episode is in the queue. It has not been released yet because uh, there was uh, one minor technical difficulty where uh, Mike's cat sat on the, the keyboard, and it was like a blank space for about a minute, so I have to go in there and edit that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> otherwise, that one would have been released already, um, so blame Mike's cat for that. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was uh, that was pumpkin. Yeah. There you go. Um, so um, yeah, so all folks who uh, donate to uh, the podcast, uh, Patreon, and whatnot, we greatly appreciate uh, your support. Uh, but also another way you can support us is uh, obviously by listening, and then even another way you can support us is by sharing the episode on social media to everywhere and anywhere you want. Uh, so if you have a Facebook or Twitter account and uh, you uh, like our podcast, uh, retweet or do a copy and paste and pop it in a uh, message and press send and, and or post, and, and uh, that's another way you can uh, get us uh, – 
uh, known to folks. Folks know that we exist and and whatnot. Uh, I still have to check Twitter because I did uh, link the director to the artist girl uh, to our episode when I released that, and I have not checked to see if he. Uh, um, saw it or, or commented because uh, I haven't been on Twitter since uh, I posted the episode. Um, because social media is accessible. Um, all right, so what else do we got here? Uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. Uh, so I guess we can get into our topic tonight. And uh, Mike, uh, uh, we're, we're doing something strange tonight, uh, something I don't think we ever did before. But uh, Mike, uh, what are we doing tonight? Yes, we're... Uh going to visit something strange in our neighborhood. I have something weird and it don't look good. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. No, Scream. We're going to call Scream. We're going to call Ghostface. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be uh, visiting the 2022 and 2023 entries, Scream 5 and Scream 6, because since they kind of go together, um, Phil had not seen either one, but they recently dropped on uh, Paramount+. Plus. And uh, someone suggested we do six, and then we said, well, if you haven't seen six, you really should see five. And then Phil said, why don't we do both of them? And so we're doing both of them. He didn't realize how much he was going to have to suffer. And six, and and he's apparently not happy about it, but we'll get into that uh, in a little (laughs) bit. All right, so uh, we'll play uh, one or both of the trailers for the films. Uh, so let's uh, do that right now, and uh, then we'll get into the episode. This isn't funny, Amber. so far. Do you have a gun? I'm Sidney Prescott. Of course I have a gun. Something about this one just feels different. Samantha? I'm... I know who you are. I've been through this. A lot. This is your life now, which means that whoever this is is going to keep coming for you. You ready? This? Never. There are certain rules to surviving. The attacks were all on people related to the original killers. Whatever his link is to our past, it's pulled us all back here. And I won't sleep until he's in the ground. Honor. 
All right, so we're doing uh, Scream 5 and Scream 6, the 2022 film uh, called Scream, uh, the, the new trend of, of yeah. making a sequel that doesn't that is basically just called the same as the, the first, and they even make a, a joke about it in the film. Uh, and then, of course, Scream uh, 6, which is the brand new one that just came out a couple of months ago, uh, and uh, it seemed like a worthy topic to uh, talk about uh, b- being a, a new film and what we're trying to grab as many 2023 films as well uh, to uh, review so we can have our end of the list, end of year list, and best kills and all that other stuff, and the best film of yeah, the year. Yeah, we, we may be talking about another film on one of the other podcasts that takes with the title, um, but this one, the annoying thing is that it is literally just the title, which Halloween did as well. Um, at least with some of them, they do things like... Oh, yeah. The Thing, too, right? The Thing prequel was just called The Thing. Yeah, just yeah. The thing. Well, I think that was the first one to do it. I think they I the wish they would just it. stop it. Well, I don't yeah. know. If it was one of, if it wasn't the first, but um, that wasn't an actual remake. Like, I understand when you do it, like, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Uh, when it's an uh, entry, right? When it's an entry into the series, it's kind of weird, right, Mike? Right, like, like Halloween yeah. being a sequel to Halloween. Right. Called Halloween. Was a remake of Halloween. <laughs> and the original Halloween. And then, uh, or the other one is, uh, but then the other thing is to, to throw an article or leave an article out, like Evil Dead versus The Evil Dead. Right. Oh, the, that's another one. Yeah. Or The Suicide Squad. Oh. The Suicide Squad as opposed to Suicide Squad. And what's annoying about that is it's confusing in a completely different way because you have to remember which is the one with the the and which is the one with the not. Exactly. Uh, Which one came first? Right. (laughs) Fast and Furious or The Fast and The Furious, right? It's just... Right. It's a little silly. It's a little silly. It is, and it's... Honestly, a lot of it's done because they know that people who are just like... who would be grabbing, like, the DVD off the shelf, uh, they might pass a Scream 5, but if they just saw Scream, they wouldn't bother to look to see which Scream it is. And I think the same thing is the case with like the thing. It's just a it's a shitty, shitty marketing technique. Um and I hate it. <laughs> I can't change it. Um I will usually refer to them as in this case Scream Five, because that makes it clear what the fuck you're talking about. If it's not so clear because God knows what the numbering system is on Halloween, then I'll say like Halloween twenty was it twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um just to make it clear. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, to those Hall- three. You have Halloween, Zombie Halloween, you know, Halloween 20, 2018. Right. So, right. in this case, it's Scream 5. Scream 6, which is the return of the franchise that had been a. seen as some as a saving grace for the horror genre in the mid 90s. Then, as often happens, the fresh new thing in the horror genre burns out its. Uh, it's 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 welcome or wears out its welcome rather quickly, and it went away for about ten years. It came back and was not so well received, and went away for another ten years and came back again. So um, here we are with Scream Five and Six, which is basically introducing a new cast while at the same time bringing back an old cast because it's doing what it calls and. They did originally, but then it causes a requel, which is reuniting the new and the old in order to bring new people in while still appeal to the old fans. That's the intent of a requel. 
And The Force Awakens is a uh, – the Star Wars sequel trilogy is a classic example of that. Um, but it's not the only one. Uh, think of, let's say, the, the uh, uh, Cobra Kai on Netflix, right, which is a Karate Kid reboot, has new characters and old characters. That's what the goal is. Uh, indeed, indeed. And uh, so let's get into uh, some of the people behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. Uh, this is co-directed by Matt uh, Bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillette. Uh, these are for both five and six. Uh, these are the uh, some of the directors of uh, or got their start, or it seems like they got their start through the VHS uh, movies, um, and then uh, they went off and did some other films like Ready or Not and and other other uh, horror films as well. Uh, the films are written by James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick, um, who uh, also um, wrote. Um, uh, ready or not, and 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 whatnot, and then uh, James Vanderbilt actually um, wrote uh, Zodiac and the Amazing Spider-Man uh, from 2012 and its sequel 2014. Um, the film stars, uh, as Mike mentioned, a, a new cast of folk: uh, Melissa Barrera, Mason Gooding, Jenna Ortega, Jack Quaid, Molly Shelton, who. Um, has appeared in, in such uh, films as uh, Quentin Tarantino's and Robert Rodriguez's is, uh, The Grindhouse films. Uh, obviously, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, and Niv Campbell come back, uh, as do um, uh, Hayden Penetary. Uh, and then we have some guests uh, or, or new characters as well, uh, such as Samara Weaving, who starred in Ready or Not, so that's how her. Uh, connection is with the directors and writers, and then uh, Dermot Mulroney uh, has joined the cast, among other uh, random folk uh, as well. Uh, the films uh, have uh, done pretty good at the box office. Uh, these are the two film, first films, as Mike mentioned, that have come back without the original people behind the, the film. Uh, Wes Craven uh, obviously has passed away, so uh, he... Uh, wouldn't be able to um, participate. And then uh, Kevin Williamson, um, back after Scream 4, uh, had had a falling out with uh, Wes Craven anyway, and uh, he had already departed at that point as well, uh, because for some reason Scream 4, even though it was well-received by critics and audiences, uh, it didn't do well at the box office. Um, and uh, Kevin Williamson kind of got... Uh, the shaft because of it, even though it wasn't his fault by any means. Um, this film, uh, both films uh, uh, have uh, decent reviews, uh, so I'm trying to bring those up now. And of course, uh, it's it's tough to find it. Uh, here we go. Uh, reception. Here we go. So, um, critical response: seventy-six percent for Scream Five by Rotten Tomatoes, if that matters to people, uh, what the critics say, and um, 76% for the other one as well. So uh, they both have um, 76% by critics. Uh, of course, I did not have uh, the, the Rotten Tomatoes up to see what the audience scores are, but I'm going to do that right now. And uh, that's coming up now. So Scream from 2022 has 81% by 
uh, the audience. So pretty, pretty spot on with the critics. And then Scream 6 uh, has, um, again, 76 for critics and 91 from fans or audiences. So that one actually gave, has been even a little more well-received. Um, all right, so uh, I guess we can get into uh, how we heard about this, these two films and what we thought about it. So uh, let's start with you, Mike. It's a so these were major motion pictures released in theaters, and I'm a horror fan, and it's a horror franchise. So yeah, I I knew about them. Um, you know, I I, I like all the films in the franchise to some degree or another, except perhaps three, and even three is kind of just meh. It's not a god awful film. Um, I think Scream is still the original, but is the best, um, and then it's kind of muddied from there. Uh, I actually liked Scream 4. Scream 4 was a financial disappointment. It made like some 90-something million dollars. It was the lowest grossing of the series. Uh, and so it was seen as a failure. But I I really was surprised at the success of Scream 5 because so much of Scream 5 seems so similar to Scream 4 um, in, its, in its basic outlay uh, in that the – the story returns back to the Woodsboro and it brings back the old cast with the new cast and the new cast's comment uses comment on the old films and so there's a lot of similarities in that. Um, I don't think I'd seen it as, again since I first saw it in theaters last year until I watched it last night. Um, and I actually really liked it. It might be because it was preaching and I was very much in the choir uh, about toxic fandom. Uh, I know people think it's just commenting on requels, but it's really talking a lot more, I think, about how bad some Rise fandoms have gotten. And uh, I'm looking at Star Wars, I'm looking at DC, I'm looking at a few other things that have, have done that. And, you know, where they even have the, the character, one character say, how can a fandom be toxic? Um so I so I kind of liked it a lot more when I realized that's really what it was talking about, uh, and it may be taking easy shots, uh, but I enjoyed those easy easy shots. Uh, and there's things in the film that I liked about any other Scream film, and we'll talk about that. It has a few good moments and a few good kills uh, that I enjoyed. Um, and then Scream Six. Everyone seemed to go gaga over Scream 6, and I don't entirely know why. I thought it was fine. I thought there was a massive plot hole uh, that, that made it hard for me to find it fully satisfying. That not your normal serial killer slasher slot, uh, uh, plot holes, but a rather significant one within the pattern of the Scream stories. Uh, and if I'm wrong, I'm be happy to be corrected on that. But again, I think it had some great set pieces. I thought it was uh, refreshing to move it into the city environment. Uh, it allowed them to do certain things. And really, it's the, 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 the connecting tissue sometimes was a little tenuous uh, because they didn't connect with a lot of the, the new, new characters for this. But I really liked it that there's some of the set pieces were fantastic, and so I enjoyed those. So that's my takes on Scream 5 and Scream 6. I would kind of put them... I don't know. I really do Scream, Scream 2, and then 4, 5, and 6 for me are all kind of in the middle, followed by Scream 3. All right, sounds good. All right, uh, let's go with you, Barrett. Um, yeah, I mean, I've loved the Scream films since they first came out. Um, 
I went to see the first one several times in the theater. Um, the first one is still the best one. I agree with Mike on that. Um, I thought two was pretty good. Three, like Mike says, probably the the weakest one of the bunch. They all have something I like about them, though, so they're all satisfying for me to watch. There are things that I'm, I go like, ah, that's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but for just a slasher film, I, I can accept some of those things that I otherwise wouldn't. Um, and so for for uh, part five, I like my, I liked four a lot, even though it didn't do that well. Um, he's right, five is a lot like four. I liked Scream 6 more than 5 and 4 because it felt refreshing being in the city. Um, There were some really, really cool scenes, I thought, in it. And I mostly liked the plot line. Um, It does have some of the flaws that I find in every Scream film. Um, But just generally for slasher films, I I find them very, very enjoyable. And I really liked 6. So... All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Sean. Uh, so I would have heard about them. I'm not a big slasher person. I've watched the first, I think I watched the first three Scream movies. I enjoyed the first two probably the most. Uh, but I wasn't rushing to watch these for, just for whatever reason. Um so I'm probably I'm probably not the person that these are marketed for or marketed to because I really didn't enjoy them. Um, I there was a point I think I was messaging you when I was trying to sludge through six yesterday that I kind of just wanted everyone to die, <laughs> which I'm I'm sure that's not the intent of what they're doing with the story, but. Just for whatever reason, I just was not able to connect with it. And I, I think I mentioned as well that we had done a movie the week prior, Artifice Girl, which I think we all really enjoyed. And it felt like a real step down from Artifice Girl. You can't to, compare the, that to these. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, that that's how it felt. So whether it's an accurate statement or not, it, I'm just saying for me, it just, it, I did not have the same level of enjoyment or involvement. But that's, as I say, I'm not a slasher person, per se, so I'm not going to be gravitating to those types of movies to start, right? All right, continue. Anything else? Well, no, that's what I was just going to say. So, I mean, I'm sure that I'm probably going to be the one who's out in the wilderness with the perspective for these ones, but I just, I just didn't enjoy them and I will never watch them again. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah. So uh, for me, um, yeah, the first scream, uh, is, a, is a classic. I mean, it's one of the greatest films, uh, horror films of all time. Uh, it's possibly one of my top three or four, maybe even my first favorite horror film of all time. um, and uh, with a lot of great horror films that start a franchise, um, a lot of the, the follow-up is, is schlock and garbage. Um, it's just how it is. It's, it's, you know, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw, Hellraiser, you know, on and on and on. Um, for me, I, I'm, I'm not really a fan of uh, follow-ups that much, even though I, I love the characters 
and stuff. So it's cool to see follow-ups. Uh, usually they, they just think because a lot of times they just crash, uh, crash and burn and, and cash grabs and all that other stuff. Um, so uh, for the, these two films here, uh, well, actually the, the original four, uh, yeah, the first one, like I said, is one of my favorite horror films of all time. Uh, I loved four as well. That, that was a great one. Uh, wasn't, wasn't too big of a fan of two and three because um, I was, when I went to watch them, I, I was hoping that they were as good as the first and when they weren't, I just kind of forgot about them for some reason. And then when Wes Craven came back, uh, to scream for four. I, I didn't watch it until later, uh, but I, I was surprised how good it was. Uh, so uh, these two here, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of with Sean. I, I, I didn't like these films much at all. Um, I, I hated the characters mostly. Um, it, it felt like they were taking too much from from the original. Uh, I didn't like how we, they had connections based off of. Uh, uh, you know, you know uh, grandchildren and, and uh, uh, cousins and all this other stuff. It, and then when they all went to New York together, you know, who who does that? I mean, I mean, it could happen, but I mean, when you go off to college and things like that, or and whatever, you, you, everybody splits up. Uh, so it felt a little too contrived. Uh, and I and I just like Sean said, I, I just hated the characters. I, I, I was just hoping they would all die. Um, so I, I was not a, a fan of, of either of these two films, um, and I'm like Sean, I, I probably will not revisit them at all. Um, I do uh, like Ghostface, though, and my youngest daughter, um, especially, she loves all these iconic horror characters, um, and so I, I, I will. Uh, I showed her that the trailers because she she can see the trailers, but these are definitely not for uh, children. All right, so uh, that's uh, my two cents as well. Um, so with that, our Right, do we have uh, wikis for both? We do. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Um, so the 2022 Scream. 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, California, a new killer dons the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. And then if we move on to Scream 6... Wiki, 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 wiki. In the next installment, the survivors of the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. All right, that one doesn't say too much, which is fine. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, let's get into. It seems like we're we're split, um, uh, and maybe Sean and myself are in the minority uh, because it appears that um, critics and uh, uh, viewers seem seem to like it uh, and more more in line with uh, you, Barrett, and you. Uh, uh, well, like but it. I can see your I can see your perspective, and there are things about screen movies that they have to shoehorn in a lot of plot lines just because they're trying to connect everything. Um, I do think you're you're looking at it a little too hard when you say they couldn't go to New York together. Um, they just they went through this horrible incident together. And that really just forged a bond, um, which made it more believable for me. Now, if it was just four people, they if they had, had if the events of the movie before it hadn't happened, then I could see your point. But because it did, I, I can see them all going together. And I'd also point out that the same exact thing happened in Scream Two. Yeah, that's true. Scream this Scream 
is supposed to be in some ways homaging Scream 2, where they all went to college together and they left. Uh, <laughs> when you say all, and, only two were survived in, in that one, right? No, Randy, you had, Randy and her. Well, you had Randy, you had her, and then but then you also bring in Gail and you bring in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, of the people that went to college, we only had two left, so it was much okay. easier to to say that it was easier work. To... Yeah, and yeah, I went, yeah, right. Yeah. So I think, but here you really have three characters because one is going to college, one is the big sister who's tagging along, being protective. And then you have the twins, and it's that's really not unusual for twins to end up going to the same place. So if I can accept the two characters going together, I don't have a problem with the with the three characters going to the same college, and I wouldn't really have a problem with Sam following. Yeah, I mean, I mean, those, 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 those are you could argue are, are nitpicky. I, I think the real problems is how many times people are stabbed. And, yes. and they don't die, and yeah. also and how how the characters are so lackadaisical about being stalked. It's just well, and I'll it. tell you one of the things that really bothers me is when I know that it's the female killer that's attacking Dewey, and I know that there's no freaking way she's going to get you know strength wise be able to beat him. There's just no way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't it, have to be that strong with a knife. Um, no, but come on. I mean, they showed her, like, forcing him back and stuff. She she weighed all of 100 pounds. There is just no way with, right. with a knife so that she's going to be able to do that. Honestly, if it's the, the twin, he was a tall girl at least, um, if not a big girl. You know, the, yeah, the, the one that ended up being the killer was very much on the petite side. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, I'm weak I, and I could probably lift her up. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I that that if I had second irk after my first irk with Scream Six, uh, it's the fact that there are two characters who die who don't die. Yeah, it was so stupid. Yes, yeah, and yeah. and Scream has never been as a franchise afraid of killing characters off. And, Very true. Well, and, and I don't know why they're, they're giving them plot armor because these characters are like so secondary and unimportant, <laughs> you know, because it's really about the two sisters. So yeah. it's like it was just I don't know. I just, I just right, and I like the sisters. If somebody doesn't like those two characters, that's fine. They're my main concern. The twins to me are fodder. Um, I, I I am completely indifferent to them as I'm often indifferent to the. The cast of any slasher. Also, it, it's weird. Um, the Skeet Ulrich cameos and 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 stuff. I, I, don't know. It's, it's just, it's I actually weird. liked his cameos uh, when he's well, telling her, "We need to go slit throats." <laughs> I yeah, like that. But, but they made him like. I mean, I know he's imaginary, but they made him like an anti-hero instead of the evil villain that he always was in the first and stuff. So I don't know. It was just, it was just left the bad well, taste I, in my mouth too. You know? Yeah. I kind of, I can, I can kind of see that. I also understand. I had completely forgotten about that plot point when I was re when I was watching scream six, the first time uh, from the last movie, uh, then rewatching scream five. I was like, okay, yeah, she does really kind of go off on the killer at the end of scream five. Um, yes, she does. But it doesn't feel like they're going anywhere with it. I think that's my problem with them continuing to use that as a plot device. 
And I know that they were trying to save money by not bringing Nev Campbell back where they didn't – I mean, they would have if she was would have agreed to a cheaper price. But she didn't want to do that, and, and, and that's that's very much her right, and it just says it's her their right to, to hold to a budget. Uh, I don't really fault anyone there, and given the financial success of Six, um, unfortunately, they, they proved right. And by the way, Courtney Cox, who, as we all know, has made a gajillion dollars off the French franchise and will never need to work another day for the rest of her life, has said she enjoys playing Gale and so much she would be perfectly happy playing the character for free. I don't think that in any way helps uh, Nev Campbell's situation. I, I would agree with you. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, didn't, I don't even mind that. I mean, bringing back Nev Campbell um, doesn't make sense, really. Anyway, in either of these films, I can understand Gail because she is a reporter. So, but so I, I mean, it is it is within her her nature, Gail's nature, to find the situation and exploit it. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with that. I thought Scream 5 made perfect sense. Hey, uh, we got a new serial killer here. Uh, you're not coming anywhere near the town, are you? She said, fuck no. Uh, <laughs> but she yeah. comes back. When, but, and what brings her back is, is, is uh, spoiler warning, Dewey dying. Uh, and that also at least made sense. Here there was really no reason for her not to come back. All right, sorry, for her to come back, for her to come to New York City. New York City, City for, yeah. For, for, for no four particular char- reason. For, right, it's just four characters. It's not like, like uh, he's terrorizing Woodsboro, right? Yeah. yeah, it makes sense if she comes back to Woodsboro. But, yeah, New York, it, it wouldn't have made as much sense. So it worked out, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, and I just felt the characters were way too lackadaisical. They wedged in. The random new characters that we knew were either going to be fodder or the killers. And, you know, why are they tagging along? It didn't make any sense. Um, and then again, like I said, the, every the lackadaisical part, and, and then just surviving the stab wounds. It's just I don't know. But anyway, yeah, we'll because like that. like yeah, there's one point where uh, Tara's been stabbed in the stomach, and she's just acting like it didn't even happen. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you'd be laying on the floor just, I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, and and, right. and, and, and also the, the killers have these people dead to rights, and yet they don't just finish them off. You know, what, what they, they, you know the, the fodder characters, they have their throat slit or something, and so, they, you know, they're dead. But the characters that are stabbed, there's one character that gets stabbed consider, considerably bad. In, on a subway, and all they had to do was slice, slice, slice her throat, or you know, and, or, and they didn't. It's just, it's just stupid. And then they survive. Well, they it's have just, to give that little thing at the end where it's oh, and she survived. And it's like, yeah, well, I really, oh, uh, yeah. It, well, and, well, and they were they were doing the new me reprise from from Prometheus. They were stabbed, yes. and everybody's running around <laughs> as if they're not stabbed, and it's like stupid. Right. It's terrible. It's just a Well, they also make the people, when they have their costumes on, like they're gods. Like I was saying about a 100-pound female right. beating the shit out of somebody who's obviously, like, probably 180 pounds all muscle right. guy. Right. 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 Well, 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 even, even, even Dewey's death, and spoiler alert, was, was stupid because he's he's a he's – gone through this so many times and he lets his guard down it, it just was so stupid you know, and, well, and, and why does he go right up to the body too you know right. I gotta make sure they're dead I'm gonna stand two feet away just so right. I can get <laughs> killed yeah yeah that, that, that was that was silly you know and he obviously knew that 
something was up, right? So why would he get that close, you know? And usually in a cop, they would have kicked away the weapon too, right? You know, I don't know. Right. Well, I, at the same time, I'll uh, I'll paraphrase or, or quote Harrison Ford uh, when Mark Hamill said uh, when they go out on the out on their trash compactor, "Hey, shouldn't our character's hair be wet?" And Harrison Ford just looked at him and said, "Kid, it's not that kind of movie." Um, <laughs> it, it, as good as the Scream franchise is, it is still slasher films. Right. It uh, is what it is as far as that's concerned. There, yeah. there, and, that, and there is some of that. Now, you can – and I, Yeah, but, I that, but the first, first – yeah, I, I get it. Okay. I get it. I was saying – I was just about to say. Now, you can point out that the first film rose above the tropes, and I think that the, the better of the, the Scream sequels rises above those tropes, recognizes them, and therefore doesn't fall prey to them. And then the weaker ones – give in to those tropes, and I think that's where, like, Scream 6 probably gave, gave in to the tropes of, like you said, characters, you know, yeah, uh, replaces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But to some degree, and especially when you see a movie uh, with a number in the title that's higher than ooh, two or three, yeah, I mean, I mean, you can argue this is just uh, making excuses and, and going with low expectations, but and, and you're not entirely wrong. But yeah, there's only so much you can really just expect to get out of those films. Um, the idea that these films, I mean, compared to the sixth film of almost any franchise, uh, Halloween, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, which which was dog shit, uh, it, it's they, they, they're much better than they probably have any right to be, uh, partly because they probably have a, a different pedigree that have to live up to. So I, I'm at fault. I'm not saying that you're wrong to be annoyed by it, but it's also part of me says, well, the, when you go into a movie like this, you can't be too shocked. You know, you, you, you can't be too shocked when you see, you know, gambling in Casablanca. You shouldn't be too shocked to see meat being served in a McDonald's. And this is the sixth entry in a slasher franchise. Don't be too shocked when it feels like the sixth entry in a slasher franchise. Yeah, and they, you know, you expect them to do stupid things. I mean, even the first one, people did stupid things. Um, so there's just some things you can you come to expect from these films. Um, yeah, but you know, the first one, it was new, meaning meaning the killer was new, but. All these, like this one here, the fifth one, and the sixth one, and again, I guess they're quote unquote new because it's new people replacing the original girls. But um, yeah, I don't know. All right, I mean, one of the I things think... is it's really tongue in cheek too. They're they're making fun of themselves at the same time as they're right. um, yeah. I think one of the problems yeah, okay. is uh, what I would I tend to refer to as the Back to the Future problem, which is Back to the Future. Had great movie. Yep. Back to the Future Two comes along, and I I actually I've always been a defender of Back to the Future Two, but it also did things that were uh, callbacks to the first film, and that was done as specific callbacks to the first film and get the audience to laugh and go ha ha it's like what they did in the first movie, and then they felt the same the need to then turn that into a tradition that they had to do all over again in the third film. And by the time you got to the third film, it was starting to feel tired. For example, yes. the fifth character, you know, getting 
falling into a pile of manure. Yeah. Um, which they did in the, after a chase three times in three movies, and it's just like, uh, it's a little bit too much. And I feel like there's certain things here. It has to be. I don't mind the opening, the phone call opening. And I actually liked the changes they made to the opening uh, hill or what have you this time. Um, so I was fine with that. But things like you have to have the scene where a character talks about horror movies and about what kind of horror movie yep. they're in now and about oh, how this ties into the other horror movies. And uh, and as to explain the horror conventions to everybody. And it's and the, you and you have to introduce this and that and like yeah in the last uh, in Scream Five where you have Dewey being able to say hey there's there's certain conventions rules for helping to survive a stab film so this is a franchise that's been along around long enough that there are rules of its own that you have to follow which which is where they should not be they should not be repeating themselves and. By the way, and they did. It's going to be the love interest, right? Yep. Um, yep. And it ends up being the love interest, which has to be tied back to the to to the original killer or, or something. Or to, and it does that. And I also think that I think one of the reasons Scream Five may have been a little better received than Scream Four is I think the audience might have just been more receptive to it. Uh, as as a mood, because at the time Scream 4 came out was, again, something like 2011, 2012. Uh, that was an era, that was not long after, I think, the remake of, maybe right before the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, and those weren't getting great reception either. And people were just getting really sick and tired of remakes, and even though Scream 4 wasn't a remake... It's, you know, just kind of was getting lumped into that category, and people were just kind of sick of it. And now the requels are a thing that, that fans are reading up, and they're really enjoying, and they're trying to reboot every franchise with the original cast members as much as possible. And so it maybe had a little better resonance with, with the crowd. But I think where Scream 3 fell down and Scream 6 falls down is they don't really have anything new to say. Scream 1 could talk about horror films in general. Scream 2 tried to talk about sequels specifically. 4 kind of talked about reboots and 5 about requels and reimagining. And I don't know that they had, by the time you get to 6, the, the, the film environment has not changed enough for it to have something new to say. It kind of harped a bit on nostalgia, right, and criticized that a little bit, how much, and that's what a lot of the film is, is nostalgia for the previous films and reverence for the films and, you know, all these connections to films to Scream 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and so forth. And I didn't really feel like they said anything that needed to be said. And and I think that's a big difference between them. But that's, again, that's for me. Maybe somebody saw more depth to Scream 6 that I was missing, besides that it was in a new location and some had some, again, really, really cool, I thought, set pieces and some cool kills and some 
Cool, not not quite uh, kills. That's what I was about to say. It's cool. Yeah, and, and it had some uh, superhero people that are stabbed four or five times, and they're able to run around and <laughs> do stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was it was it is what it is. But anyway, what, let's get into a, a couple things here. So uh, basically, what we do here on Dark Discussions podcast is we talk about everything, anything. Uh, so we don't just review, we critique and dissect, and uh, that's what we're going to be doing. Um, so uh, well, at this point, well, you know, we're going to just talk about everything and anything. Uh, so if you haven't seen the films, go ahead and rent them, watch them on disc, uh, watch them on Paramount Plus, uh, or whatever. Um, but if you don't want to hear what we have to say until you see them. But otherwise, uh, you've been one, and we're, we're going to talk about everything and anything uh, related to these two films. Um, all right, so uh, where do we want to start? Where do we want to start? Uh, I mean, we talked about some good stuff in the past 30 minutes or so about um, – these films, um, to pair them with the original four as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mentioned something about how the, the do me repaste Prometheus joke and what people are that aren't familiar with that. Uh, we reviewed uh, Prometheus, that film, which generally was a pretty, pretty good film, even though it had some major flaws. Uh, and one of the big flaws that we always bring up, besides the Charlize Theron not running to the right or the left when the thing rolls over her. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah. What was? Uh, it kills me every time I watch that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the one, the one that, other one that we always bring up too is the new me replace pace one, which is that she just had major surgery. Uh, where they had that cut opener and pull out. She had a cesarean section, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah pulled off the monster, <laughs> and and within uh, twenty minutes later, she's running around as if she was well, uh, even twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. twenty minutes. She's running around as if she didn't have surgery. So, oh, and, and to be fair, they just on the criticism, it was using futuristic technology that we see do it as an automated surgery, yep, and yep. it just staples her stomach together. There's right. no sutures. There's no. Hey, at least no she's magic. limping. At least she's limping. These people that get knifed in this movie, they're not even limping. They're doing full frickin' combat. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. And and, and uh, when I brought that up, the, said the new me replace uh, joke. Uh, Sean, you specifically laughed your ass off when I said that, and I assume that yeah. was one of the things that that you noticed that that kind of bothered you, I guess. Is that right? It was one of the things that was like, unless these people all were part of the Weapon X project <laughs> to have their enhanced healing factors, the, it was ridiculous. And I guess, again, I know that it's supposed to be meta about stuff and it's supposed to be this and it's supposed to be that, but like, uh, it just, it was, it was, it was almost becoming well, par- like too much of a parody, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, it's, it's not, I mean, when you, you're becoming the joke itself, right? They, it, yeah. it, so, so, like, when Scream calls out the character running upstairs, and then Nev Campbell runs upstairs at the end, yeah, and the audience <laughs> groans because we we know that they already called that out. But I also understand that I, I personally, I do think there is some truth to the fact that uh, we do tend to seek higher ground for safety. It's an instinct thing, and we're not thinking. But it's at least putting its finger on it and it's saying, look, we know this is silly. We know this doesn't maybe make the most sense in the world. Uh, but we're going to have the character do it anyway. And so it gives a little, sort of a wink and a nod to the audience that says, yeah, it's we're, we're going to do it, but that's okay. You're, you're in on the joke. And here there's nothing where they talk about how in scary movies 
and I should specify this is really dealing with six, how in scary movies characters will take an injury and then, you know, all you have to do is cut away for a scene, and when you cut back, they'll be all better. Um, they, they make no mention of it. They don't call it out. as they. So it's like they don't even recognize that it's a problem. They're not laughing at it themselves and inviting you to laugh at, at it with but them. At least they're consistent, though. Even the bad guys were getting stabbed a lot and were still, you know, moving around and fighting back. So it, yeah, oh. it, that's at least consistent. <laughs> well, so I was going to say the one one of the things I've always liked about the Scream films, uh, slashers have evolved a lot over the years, and Scream was a callback to the early slashers. And I don't know, technically Halloween, some people argue is the first slasher, uh, but a lot of those early slashers, like Prom Night, were you know it's they were people, there were people whose identity was a secret, and, and there was a mystery to it. Yeah, Italian giallos, you know, they're, right they're, stuff like that. But they were they were people. They were not Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers or or, or Freddy Krueger's you know, stalking people that were immortal that couldn't be killed. There were supernatural entities. They were just people, and they've always done a really good job with making Ghostface move and act like a person. Uh, and I still think they do that pretty well here. In that sometimes they they. They swing, they miss. The swings are often very vicious, which I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that they're, they're that they're just trying to go after somebody. That these are not the uh, uh, say like Michael Myers. Just oh, let me just raise my machete and chop your head off in one swipe, kind of thing. You know, there's no uh, killing you with a quip the way Freddy Krueger would. Um, Speaking of like what you're men- mentioning, Mike, did you catch in the I think it was in the apartment sequence where Ghostface the Ghostface floats when they come through the window and then they float. So I'm like, are they trying then to say that these people somehow got supernatural powers and forgot to use them at certain times? I I don't remember <laughs> him floating. I need to yeah, see that scene I. again. I, I, when were you seeing him floating? It was when, I mean, he, when he. I know what scene going, you're talking about. Yeah, in the when he breaks through the window and you see his movement, there's a movement of where he's floating, like he's doing a floating action as part of his attack on her. And when the girl like, is on, when the girl is on the ladder. No, no, this is no, this is when he's attacking Gale. Oh, uh, so I'm trying to think of that. He's floating. So what, she's at her penthouse, right? Yeah, yeah. And he breaks through the window or whatever, and he's there's a sequence where they have him floating, <laughs> like doing a floating move over and then going into his attack. And I just thought, I'm like, okay, I like wanted to. I, I don't remember that. I, yeah, I don't either. I'm going to have to rewatch that scene. And the question is, which ghost face is it, right? Is it the boy or the girl? Or the dad? It has yeah. to be the girl at that point, doesn't it? Because uh, the the guy is um, – no, I guess it doesn't have to be. I'm trying to think. It's really well, – that's one of the things I don't like, too, is it's hard yeah. to keep track of where people are. Um, and I'm not necessarily sure they do a good job of that. But, the you know, the movie is only two hours long. It's really hard to keep track of where everybody is. So Right. right. I, I know on the subway it was the girl as the ghost face. And, yeah, it had to be because he yeah. was – 
He was yeah, there. He was, yeah, the he was unmasked, and he was just standing there. Yeah. Although I don't know why he kept up the subterfuge at that point because yeah. they were gonna they're gonna drop the subterfuge pretty soon. Right. I don't, it would have been actually really cool if he'd have just killed her right there and yeah. smiled. That would have made that scene way better. Yeah, it was weird that he didn't want uh, they they didn't kill her right. I mean, the point yeah. was is to kill her, and then he's pretending help help, and it's like. It didn't make sense. Yeah, there's a lot of inconsistencies. That motivation didn't yeah. make sense, but they yeah. they do that when they want to have somebody live, right? I mean, they the killer just for some reason doesn't kill them. Yeah, it's, I mean, at least with Courtney Cox, like when she gets stabbed a few times, they he gets shot at or she gets shot at, so they they have to run. They can't finish right. her off. Right, right. Yeah, and and she doesn't die. Um, like Dewey, but again, maybe it's because uh, you know they know they can get her for a, a little money because she agreed that she wants to keep on doing the role. Um, but um, her and but at least she doesn't come back, right? We don't see her again in the film. We know right, that she survives. She's hurt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she survives. But but at least she's she survives and, and isn't pulling a new me replace. You know, like every other character in this film, both the villains and the the. the, the protagonist right yeah yeah so it's it's uh very confusing um so uh sean you mentioned that um you didn't like all the characters and you were just hoping that i'll get broke <laughs> uh explain that for us yeah uh, that doesn't seem very empathetic for you sean I, i'm not used to that uh, well it doesn't <laughs> usually happen very often where i'm watching a movie where i just want the people to all die because they don't, for whatever reason, I didn't connect with them. And this is where I was saying, in my, in where I was thinking that maybe this isn't being marketed to me. Again, I'm not a, a slasher person. I think this is directed to a younger audience. I admit I am not a younger audience. And so maybe there's a disconnect there. But for like one, I think what was her character's name? Mindy? The one who's always spouting the the different knowledge of the movies. Yeah, the the girl twin. Yeah, yeah like, I couldn't stand her. I, I was, could I, like. Yeah. I have uh, nothing. Okay, I say this nothing against. Yeah, this the is actress. just a character. This is all. This character. is just the character. About the, yeah, we're not talking. About I wanted her gone because she was just so so annoying. And I'm and, like, again, lackadaisical. She was the one that yeah. was like, for like, someone who's claiming all this knowledge, you're not applying it very well. And just, but just the way the character was written or whatever, just right. for me, just I just found her to be so infuriating. And again, I don't need more infuriating in my life. I didn't Especially find her infuriating, but I didn't find her endearing. I thought, um, yeah, I agree with that. She's she is unfortunately she's Randy. Yep, she's oh, the she's, new Randy, and she's terrible at it. And I don't know if it's the way she, the character was written, the way she was performed, the way she was told to perform. He doesn't have, Randy had a real passion when he talked about the films. He talked about the films like he was a fan. Right. Where, here, where to me, she feels more like, she's saying, oh, don't you people know anything? Like, I'm the almost more of a film snob than a film fan. Yes. Yeah, she's acting like the expert rather than the person who, you know, 
and and but you don't have anything to back up that knowledge. You don't get any any uh, background for for her to say that she should know all this stuff about films, except well, for I don't like think a they, I don't need background scenes. knowledge. I'm perfectly fine with it. But how you portray having that knowledge for yeah. how the character is played matters a bit. I'm perfectly fine with that character. I can, you know, and I actually kind of like the the scene with uh, with uh, Hidden Pentary in that's in six, where they're sort of go back and forth on their their favorite. Yeah, I thought that was uh, funny. horror films. But that was her character's part in four. Um, by the way, Phil, the cheerleader is now thirty years old. Yeah, I know. I I, I looked that up uh, after watching the movie to see that she was when she was in it. I said, "Oh, I wonder how old she is." <laughs> but you know, it's like funny. Yeah. yeah, no, actually, I think she. Like you said, she's like twenty-nine to thirty-one. But either way, she's only a couple of years older than all these other actors that starred in it. Uh, you know, so it was kind of funny that she's not really not much older than than um, that lead actress uh, Barrera or whatever her name is. So, um, but anyway, I continue, Mike. But yeah, um, right. I, I do remember her from from Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. Yeah, the 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 other twin the brother, uh, you know. All right, he's your your kind of jock character, and we've had one of those in every film. And he was, like the, he was the weakest developed out of all the characters too. No, yeah, no question. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate. Like in but this is a Scream Five moment when his girlfriend's crawling on top of him. He's like, "But I don't know if you're the killer," and so he has to back off of her. I kind of appreciated <laughs> little things like that because I yes. like that. That was a, an injection of, of of awareness and and of where they were that I didn't find quite as much in Six as I found in Five. Um. So. I'm sorry. I'm kind of in the background. I have the the uh, the Courtney Cox apartment scene running because I'm trying to see the floaty ghost face and I'm not seeing it yet. But um, yeah, but yeah, I agree. He was absolutely the weakest. Well, he was the least developed of the characters that wasn't the killer. How's that? Yep, that's true. Um, my real problem with six, and I didn't have a problem so much in five, is my problem with six is just that. Um, the the character Richie from Five, who is the killer, or one of the killers, if you murder a bunch of people, which she did, um, <laughs> emulating uh, a copycat killing from uh, the last twenty years, that has was the basis of a base best-selling novel and a best-selling film series. People are going to know who you are. People are going to investigate your life. And one of those things might be like, oh, I don't know, finding out who your fucking father is. Yeah, that was, I had a hard time believing that too. Uh, and Like how know, did he hide families. who he is? Yeah, exactly. And then so, hiding the death of the daughter, that was went a little bit out there too. All right, now this isn't a real murder mystery, so I don't care that they don't seed you with all these little clues that right. you put together. You know, this this is not a Hercule Poirot story. You know, Richie, there wasn't a lot there for him in five um, to set him up to be the killer. It just said somebody's got to be the killer, so it's going to be him, uh, and and especially not the other one, his his sidekick. 
the one girl who I also I she, I thought she was annoying, so I kind of assumed she was going to be be the killer in that in the in part five. Uh, but I think always having two killers, admittedly this time they technically have three, even though only two of them were actually, as far as I know, in costume. We only see two of them in costume. The father could have been in costume at any point, uh, but if he was, I, I was unaware of it. Um, you don't always have to have two. I know that the three, they only had one. They make a point of that. Well, he could have been the killer in several parts, for sure. He could have uh, been, absolutely. Like, he could have been the one in the apartment. He also could have been the one in the store. Yeah. Um, but, but now, like, you mentioned the store, and we're, we're, we're picking the film down uh, a bit. Like, I thought that was a great scene. I thought oh, that's the my scene favorite the scene. Yeah. was really good. I thought the scene oh, yeah, in the, the, the store. The store scene was awesome, and I loved how the fact they used the the gun. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because these are people, and they are different people, and especially now the motivation of these people is a little different from some of the ones in the past. So yeah, I don't mind that he used a gun, and even if it may have violated any previously written or unwritten Ghostface rules. Um, I, I thought that scene was really good. I liked the opening in Scream 6. I was disappointed because I thought it was going to do something completely different, and then it didn't. Meaning that it was going to start with the unmasking of the killer. And that we were going to like maybe watch the film through the killer's eyes or know who the killer was the entire film. And they'll know that didn't work because then they flip it around. I love that they bring in Samara Weaving in the Drew Barrymore role. Um, from Ready or Not, their previous film. But I thought that worked well. I thought the subway the, the subway scene worked well. I thought Gail's apartment scene worked well. I thought the apartment scene with the ladder worked well. The set pieces I thought were really good until you got to the very end, which is where you got the survive the wounds that should have killed you a lot. Or even keep fighting um, after getting stabbed. That was where it was really a problem. Stabbed like ten times. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, yeah, there was some problems. Now we hear you, Mike. Yeah, Mike, we heard you. Yeah, you. Uh, Mike, Mike, uh, can't yeah. hear us. No, I can't hear. Yeah, sorry, getting again. Uh, uh, nope, he's going to step on the mute button again. No, no, you're just going to. Okay. All right, you just just sit there. All right, so you, you hear us now, so that's good. So, um, yes. uh, what 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 um, uh, well, where, I was going to throw one yeah, thing. Yeah, in, please please mind. do, please do. Yeah, what, what's, what's, yeah so I I lied. There was one character I did actually connect with, and I was upset when they were off. Was Laura the Samara Weaving character? I think she played Laura Crane, the yeah. professor. That was the one character I was like, you're killing them off, and that just pissed me off, because uh, for whatever reason, I had connected with that character or the portrayal, and so seeing her getting, and knowing she was going to get murdered, knowing it was going to come, but just, that was the one character that I was, like, upset that they killed. Well, she does do the Barrymore scene and yeah. and whatnot, and and those those uh, stilettos and that dress were pretty awesome. But, yeah. but I don't even think she would get connected to the the run of murders, though. Even right? No, I don't. They think They don't so. leave anything there for it to look like a ghost face killing. 
So that's even worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I like that opening because it it was cool, and then when you find out that those guys aren't really the killers, that was kind of cool too. Uh, but but generally, yeah, that that was uh, unfortunate. Um, her death because she, she was kind of a cool character, um, and she could have been the new uh, Randy in that one, but uh, uh, obviously that, that wasn't the intent for the character, right? Um, so yeah, um, I would concur. I, I liked her character uh, for the short amount of time that she was in it in the film. Um, what else uh, did we want to bring up that uh, is related to the two films? Um, but yeah, the the the, the um, I liked how the the ghost face could walk around without being picked on as as like who is this because it was during Halloween in New York City, yeah. so that was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the whole um, scene in the the convenience store was pretty awesome, or Bodega as they call them in in New York. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a pretty awesome scene. Um, and um, I, I am curious because this yep. does invite a question, and it and it does. It absolutely invites these questions by the nature of the franchise, right? So this is a movie that makes that has within itself a movie franchise based on itself. Yep. And you know, like if you, I I mean I can't even think like if. Uh, because real world, you don't have somebody dressing up in a costume murdering people. People just go freaking murder people. Right. Um, <laughs> and and then they don't have it happen again a year later. But, you know, somebody made um, a horror movie out of, I don't know, the Columbine shootings. Uh, and, and just had the characters in a mask and then, like, people... And then they start selling those as Halloween costumes. Like, at some point, don't people just go, like... Dude, that's just totally tasteless. Yeah, I understand. There's a, people out point. there, yeah. uh, like there's there's um, you run you you have some weird overlap and people with weird issues, and I'm, that may be some of the listeners I'm talking about here. And I, and if I am, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying you were out of step with the mainstream. But if you're a horror fan, you're used to that, so you should be fine. But I'll, I'll see, like, on, on her merch stories where they'll sell, like, Jeffrey Dahmer T-shirts or Ted Bundy T-shirts or something like that. Or, you know, they'll sell serial killer merchandise, which to me is really weird and most people would find distasteful. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. It totally would happen. The idea that somebody would be running around, oh, well... Terrifier 2, right, where the kid wants to dress up as Art the Clown a year after Art the Clown murders a bunch of people. Yeah. And mom says, no, you're not doing that. That's tasteless. Right. People will do it, but there will also be pushback. And nobody's thinking like, oh, you know, maybe we should take after the five murder sprees uh, of people in ghost face masks, all of which have been, you know, five murder sprees and nine people who have done them. Maybe we should take the ghost face masks off the shelves. You know, 
And, and yeah, I get that, but I think that's part of what they're trying to say is there's always sick people out there that, like, revel in serial killers. Well, yeah, so. but then what's going to happen? But it's not mainstream. Much- you you want to see, you know, they don't... It's more mainstream than you think it is. <laughs> no, but they, I, I wouldn't think they would be walking around with... Ch- yeah, I mean, you, you do see people with Charles Manson shirts and... and yes, and I mean... And some- and all these other weird shirts yeah, that they I would, think I would that never wear. cool, you know, so... Yeah. It's yeah. just what people will do. It always it doesn't amaze me anymore, but it is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. But but I, I do like your point, Mike. Which is yeah, I mean the mother and terrifies that yeah yeah you can't you can't that's tasteless. And but in this one, it wouldn't have really helped, right? Because they were using all the old masks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they, but that. Does give you the people in the streets, right? They give right, you the. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't the, make it as confusing. You don't have fifty people in the, that outfit, right? <laughs> right. Um, but it's just weird, and I understand it's a movie. It's the kind of thing that if it was a TV series, and there is a Scream TV series which I've never watched. Um, I actually didn't I, mind it. I thought it was okay. Uh, but I'm saying so. It's sort of like the Purge. How there's all sorts of questions that come up when you see the Purge, and. You just can't really deal with it with a film, but then I think they did a decent job with it with that TV series. Yeah, um, yeah. And it just has me wondering. This. It was just something I was thinking of with this. Is like, well, don't they ever just say, you know, maybe we shouldn't wear this mask anymore? Maybe we should sell. <laughs> but we also know, you know, in this age, that somebody in China is going to be still running the the, the ghost face. Because or Etsy. Buy it. <laughs> They're going to make it or on Etsy. Yeah. Etsy. Uh, uh, gonna, yeah, Etsy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 3D printed because you can't just outlaw a mask. Because how do you write a law outlawing one and only one particular mask? Right. And you really can't right. do that easily. Right, right, right. That's exactly uh, right. So. Um, yeah, I. I did like some of the things. So, for example, there were homages to lesser-known horror films. So when they're at the Halloween party in Six, there's somebody dressed up as a knight, which is a costume right out of the film Murder Party, uh, which is, an uh, I think, an underseen horror comedy from around 2008, 2009. Uh, I saw there was somebody in what is... It is a werewolf mask, but I think it's pretty clearly Peach Fuzz on the subway. But it's like oh, one yeah, of those yeah, like yeah. blink and you blink and you'll miss it kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there there is some nice little things in there as there is with any scream film. Well, that reminds uh, somebody, me like somebody's dressed thing. up as Samara Weaving from uh, Ready or Not. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what were you saying, Sean? Yeah, sorry, no, I was going to say, when you were mentioning the other movies that they were talking about, I gave negative points to Scream 5 because they were raving about how great the Babadook was. Uh, I think they were, oh. that was definitely tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I no, think I, I disagree. I, I think it was actually insulting, wasn't it? I no. feel like... I it was no, talking that about was, elevated horror, and, and it was making fun of elevated horror. It was kind horror. of, but no, that was like, that was that was in character. It was like the character liked elevated horror. I thought Phil would have fell in love with the character because she talks about how much he loved It Follows too. 
Yeah, but it follows as a real film. <laughs> no, the Babadook was a real film, too. And the Babadook a real film that sucked. Yeah, exactly. That film fucking was it's terrible. terrible. That was the worst, dude. You're the only person on this podcast that will say it's good out of the four of us. Yeah, but I, I yeah, but there's a lot of other people that will disagree with you. Right, right. And, there and those are too. the same people that like Skinamarink. Yeah, exactly. No. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, exactly. exactly. Um, but no, the whole point, that was bringing up, again, the elevated horror, which was a new thing. But it's not a big deal. Um, like, it's not what the film is about. It's just that's who that character is. That this is a character who likes the newer elevated horror films as opposed to someone who's still worshipping at the feet of, you know, Freddy and Jason and uh, Ghostface. I still think they were making fun of the Babadook. Yeah, I think so. Because well, I hope sp- they were making fun of it. Then I will give back points. Yeah, I, I would hope so because because but you never know. Who knows what what, what it is? But and yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, so yeah, so people who like like the general people who just went to see this film as a date night, they would not know the reference. But all of us did. And since well, that the, the, the Babadook has actually become popular enough uh, and well known enough that I think a lot more people would know it than you'd think. Maybe, maybe. Well, yeah, probably because of the the, um, the 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 thing that happened with Netflix, where they put it as a a, a a LGBTQ film and it had nothing to do with it, and everybody was like confused, and so then they re-released it with an LGBTQ um, cover. Is that what it cover. is? I, I know it had yeah, been yeah. kind of embraced, yeah. but I don't know why. That, yeah, yeah. It, it basically, it, it got dropped. Someone at Netflix mistakenly put it as LGBTQ, and then everybody's watching it and go, there's nothing nothing about LGBTQ in this film. And so it became <laughs> a running joke, and then and then uh, the company that, that owns the right to it released it. I think it was Shout Factory. With, yeah, yeah, Shout Factory released it with, with a uh, slipcover of the Rainbow Babadook. And, and, they, and they, made another, they made another gazillion dollars because someone like uh, Jason Lloyd, he, he said, I, I had to buy it even though I have, like, the other two copies because I just have an OCD and I have to have the whole collection or something. It was, like, weird. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's how, that's where that came from. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of a funny thing. Yeah, did I have two mo- two copies of a movie that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, I know exactly. It's like what the heck? I don't. Sorry, even Jason. Of it. I, I know. I, look, I like the film. Like I didn't it. feel the need to buy it. But I understand. Look, we, we, it's sort of like uh, the person who has to feel they have to buy a pet rock, not because they want to buy a pet rock, but because everybody right. else is buying the pet rock. Right. 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 You know, and, you know, those things don't usually last very long. The, uh, uh, I, I usually get a thing in school, like, not usually, but every couple of years, something happens around spring break where kids come back and they've all discovered some new thing. You know, the last one was probably fidget spinners. <laughs> and I think before that it was silly bands. And it's like just suddenly there's fidget spinners everywhere, everywhere. And people are just buying them because oh, everyone's buying a fidget spinner. And I remember Scares of Care. Well, they they had their convention. We're going to do a Scares of Care fidget spinner because everyone does Scares of Care fidget spinners. And, of course, by the time you actually get to the convention, the fad is done. Uh, by the time you get you know, Walmart gets a shipment in, 500,000 fidget spinners, the fad is over. And <laughs> and then you like just have a gajillion fidget spinners, and they're trying to give them away because – the fad was just a flash in the pan, and I kind of feel that that's well, 
Well, what, that was the thing with the the, what? the LGBTQ Babadook too, right? It was just it was oh, a oh, fad right, right. for a moment. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was and a fad then, for the moment. Yeah, and yeah. it was over with. I think he. I don't know that he would have been um, been sorry about it if he had, if he just waited. Right, right, because because like you know now ten months later, two years later, whatever the hell it is, you know how many are they selling of those monthly versus the the first week it came out, right? Yeah, so it's a fad, it's a big time fad. Uh, anyway, let's get back to um, Scream directly. So yeah, yeah, they mentioned the Babadook, and when I heard that, I almost threw up. It was, it made me <laughs> it was and, and I could I immediately just thought of both Sean and Barrett because I knew they hate the film as much as I did. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, Jesus, and I forgot all about that line until you, one of you just brought it up, so you ruined my night. Um, I hate it almost me, as much as I hate Skin Skinnerink, and, and yeah. oh, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm right there with it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Actually, uh, I don't even hate Skin and Marink. I just think it's boring and stupid, whereas the Babadook sucked. Right. <laughs> and again, we, no offense, Mike. I understand that you think. Yeah, you know, no, I got it. Offense. I'll let you go. Yeah. You're wrong, yeah. but that's yeah. fine. No, no, we're, we're, we're all right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're wrong. Right. Yeah. But we don't hold it against you, Mike. We don't hold it against you. <laughs> I, I, can, I, can, I, can t- I can talk about that all night. Just to rip Yeah, it me in. too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, junk. Uh, I mean, I felt her rolling her eyes when she said it in the film. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, let's let's talk about that. Uh, not necessarily the Babadook, because, but um, the elevated horror. I, I did like how she was being one of those pretentious assholes that we all hated like two years ago when there were all the all these real non horror fans or fake horror fans or these intellectual horror fans. With their their stupid elevated horror, and it's like, oh come on, Jeez. I just say it's better horror than some other horror. I, it's not elevated; it's just well done. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and what determines elevated? Because you know you can have elevated horror that sucks too, right? So it's right, like, exactly. It's, so so it's, it was one yeah, of those it's, it's shit that's terms. always been around. It just had, had a moment because you just happen to have a couple of films of a particular type. You know, there there's not a lot of connective tissue linking the Babadook. It follows um, Hereditary, Hereditary yeah. Midsummer, uh, Midsummer, yeah. and and the, the Witch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Oh, like, uh, I, oh, oh, and and the one that I love, Mike, uh, that everybody forgets. Uh, it comes at night. That was a great. Yes. One. Yeah. That was, so was that, that? I don't think that was ever billed as. as yeah, I think it was. Consi- I think it was considered that. Yeah, but. I, Either way, we, we, we can we can throw that one out, Mike, and just go with the others that you mentioned. And but that, yeah, but, right, so yeah. she checked, and the problem is like she she name checked the most obvious examples, yeah. um, which I, I I don't know if that was intended as a criticism of the character, because like at least um, our like Randy would would name check also some obscure, relatively obscure films besides Friday the Thirteenth. Right, and right. Uh, and Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Um, right. So anyhow, uh, right. But we haven't really. We've been kind of been picking on six. I know it's the newer one, and we haven't really done much with five. So yeah. did did what, what were the feelings specifically with five? If I understand six, and, yeah. and there were issues. I again, I think six had some. 
Well, that six five had some good moments, and I did think, for example, one of the things I noted was that when Tara was trying to get away from Ghostface in the hospital, where by the way they use her as bait to bring the sister in, so they explain why he doesn't slit her throat. Um, you start seeing her hand, which was bandaged at the start when she was in the bed, you know, is bleeding. She is she is suffering pain. She's having trouble moving. She does not have the Numi Rapace. Uh, I think the reason problem. five didn't work for me as well. It felt too much like some of the previous ones, and I thought the killers were no different than the than four, and I liked four a lot. So. It, I actually thought the killers in four had a better reason than these guys did. Yeah, well, and, and you know, they killed Billy, Dewey, and that kind of sucked. And, um, and, you know, and which is fine. You can kill off major characters. We see it, we see it in plenty of films. But but um, he, he just acted too stupid how he died. And then, yes. uh, yeah. yeah. That, and that then, bugged me a lot, that scene. Yeah. And, and then also, like like, the girlfriend of the the jock character, um, how she died, that kind of pissed me off because it was like, what made her a disposable character while the, the twins weren't, when I thought the twins were no more important than she was? And so I was like, uh, you know, I, I, that bothered me too. And um, Well, and now the twins have survived two, two movies, so that yeah. kind of bugged me too. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it kind of pissed me off that the four – survivors from the fifth also make it through the, the sixth. You know, it was like... Eh, More than know. four, because Courtney Cox lives, too. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And, and after they killed Dewey, they really should have killed Courtney Cox. They um, should have, so, yes. She and I understand she is, she is the biggest name. Uh, David Arquette has not been a name since Scream 2 or 3. Uh, he hasn't been... And, and Nev Campbell hasn't really been a name for a long time. Um, Courtney Cox, Friends is still out there. Friends is still going. Uh, I don't yeah. know if she hasn't done much beyond that, but it still gives her a much higher profile than, you know, somebody who's in whatever Party of Five or whatever yeah. it was yeah. that Campbell yeah. was doing. Um, right, right. Which, yeah, yes, she, I apologize. She, 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 I'm not a big fan of Nev Campbell outside of Scream. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, 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 I mean, besides Scream, I, I don't know anything about her. Um, but, yeah, like, Courtney Cox, yeah, she, she's like a household name and always has been. You know, anybody knows who she is just for the fact of friends. So that's yep. a fair point, Mike. Yeah. And and I'll be honest, Nev Campbell was actually not just Cindy was probably my least favorite of the recurring characters because she's the lead. You know, she's the least interesting one. She gets to be the least quirky. Right. Um, the, and the, the plot armor, you know, too. It's like okay, so, you know, you you know she's not going to die most likely right. right yeah and i think at this point she really can't it would be i don't know it just wouldn't feel right if they killed her at this am, point they've let her live for so long yeah or just right. to have if her you're gonna bring her back, no reason to bring her back yeah right if you're going to bring her back then then kill her if you're not going to kill her don't bring her back right if you're going to or or just give her that like because they said well like they had that moment uh you know where in, in Scream 5 where they call her and she's pushing the baby carriage. Um, I, I, I wouldn't have objected to a, like, a, like a brief phone call cameo appearance by her. They do mention something about having that she reached out to, to Sydney and you know, made sure she's, she's staying away. 
And, and that's fine. And if they had put her in, squeezed her in a small cameo there, that's fine. I understand. And, you know, I, when it comes to the studios versus the actors, I will almost always, at this point in my life, side with the actors because the studios fuck the actors over whenever they get a chance. Totally agree. Uh, <laughs> but one of the reasons why Scream 4 bombed, Scream 4 didn't make that much less money when you adjust for inflation than Scream 5. But Scream 4 cost a shit ton of money because the actors cost a shit ton of money. Um, and they're, they're trying to hold the line in terms of the budgets. And so that's why you bring in a new cast. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Jenna Ortega, who's blown up. Uh, who knows what her salary would be if they decided to do a Scream 7, which they probably will. Because Scream 6 did very well. Um, I do I do like Jenna Ortega. I, I think she, she has... Charisma. I think the uh, the actress who plays the older sister, I think, has a lot of charisma. I like that actress. I yeah, me too. Would, I would I would like to see them either drop the Skeet Ulrich thing, which, yeah, by the way, if you want to save money, you maybe not paying Skeet Ulrich to come in and digitally de-age him uh, right. would, would be useful. Um, yeah, because we, we saw him in, in the movie Blood just a couple of weeks ago that was released as an episode. And, yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, he, he looks like a normal middle-aged, good-looking guy. And here they most certainly, like you said, Mike, they de-aged him to make him look like he was the same guy from 1996. Right. So, uh, or, 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 so either do something with that or drop it, but I don't want to see them just continue to have this whole thing I was wondering, and, and let's be honest, is anyone really wondering if she's a psychopath? I'm not, so I don't think they need to sh- – I mean, I thought in five it was cool, but it's, right. it became overdone once we got into six well, and, and they and, were doing it. So. And, I, and that's the problem is that it, it made it look like she's a psychopath or, or some schizophrenic or some sort of mental illness. And then they don't go anywhere with it, right? It, 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 the first one is fine because that one makes it look like, okay, she, this may be a plot point to go somewhere. or And if it isn't, it's just a red herring. And then when they get to six, I don't think that it was even needed at all. And so it's like because it, it just was weird. It, and it made me feel like why are they making Skeet Ulrich's character kind of of a – a quote-unquote good guy, even if it is just a dream, because she knows. I didn't feel like they were making him a good guy, but that you know, so that's. But she knows. But she knows he's a. Well, the reason I do is because he's telling her to kill the 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 ghost face instead of you would think. Well, but he he would say join Ghostface or become Ghostface, not because we know he's an evil character and he was Ghostface. He started the whole thing and he murdered like seven or eight people or whatever it was in the first film. So. To have her her look at him as a like a angel on her shoulder, it was just weird. I'm not no, sure she was an angel on his shoulder. No. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was kind of her being afraid of what she could become, but she still had to do some of these things that that took a lot of violence, and you know that dichotomy with her is where mm-hmm. I think that it's leading towards. But I can see your perception of that because it's very easy to see that as he's guiding her <laughs> to survival and I don't I don't necessarily find that a good plot point. In Phil's defense, I will agree because that's how I felt or how I was taking it. Right. Was that it was he was guiding her. So I wasn't surprised if 
whether they no, did I just not, said I, I felt he was guiding her. I just don't know that he was guiding her in a good way. Um, well, he, she's guiding him to kill people, and that's what she's been worried about. Is that she was worried about you know how much she enjoyed you know did she did she enjoy killing the guy that you know the, the in the, the the last film right um it's all those questions and she she. I, it, the way they do that, I don't know that it's necessarily good because it makes you think she could be insane. That's what I was going. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I don't. I don't even know why why they even had that as a plot point. I, I, it was just stupid. I, I mean, seriously, when you think about it, like, like why they don't need it, right? You yeah, know, they don't she's need her. Right. She's his daughter, and that enough is enough, right there. So, right? Yeah, that's enough to make make someone question their own own humanity. So and our why, questioner, why, right? Yeah, yeah. So why do they have to make her have this weird visions, you know? I I don't I, I think that's just a uh, a cheap plot point that we see in too many movies. And in this case, I don't think they needed it. All they needed to know was that she found out that her father's a serial killer and and that's enough to make her her question her own sanity and, and Well, and she's never like, met him, right? So how does she even know what he looks like? So right. it's like I don't know. It's well, just one of I those mean, things mean, he's not needed. <laughs> that, you know, he yeah. became a famous serial killer because yeah, of his I know, franchise. But like, how does anybody know what Charles Manson looks like or Jeffrey Dahmer looks like? I just right. don't so think that she would see problem. that picture when she's thinking of her father talking to her necessarily. Cause she, oh, I, I am never a fan of him. bringing dead characters back to talk to people. And I've right. mentioned that in the past. I just find it yeah. an annoying trope. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it worked pretty decent in, in Dexter, I think. But but here it just seems stupid, unnecessary. It's unnecessary for sure. Yeah. But you, Mike, you were saying something before. Yeah, I, I, I think. I mean, they, they they need to they need to drop it. It was my, was my point. I don't. Or or, or make her go insane and become the killer. Yeah, well, yeah then, but, then it would be okay if she's having those visions. But yeah, they're trying to make be, her as the stable one, and she's she's seemingly insane because she's having visions. Right. <laughs> or at least voices in her head. Right, right. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I mean, they've decided to make her the new Nev Campbell. At least right. Assuming, assuming she needs to be series, a little more stable, right? Yeah, assuming the series <laughs> continues. And... and um, so I'm just assuming that she's going to have plot armor, uh, which is unfortunate because that's, well, you know, but I think, I think there's a good chance that they're, that if they can, they'll try to make it a Jenna Ortega series, uh, because she seems to be the one that's blowing up right now. Yeah. How, wh- why? What has she done that, that, I know she's done the pearls and all those things, but, but what is she, she in Wednesday too? Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, she did Wednesday. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. I knew she was in something that, that made her a lead and something. Yeah, so, okay. So she, she did the Wednesday TV series. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's just high on the list of talking right now. People are right. talking about her a lot. Right. Sure. Sure. And, and that works. I mean, for a little bit, I mean, Emma Watson, right. She was a hot thing for a little bit. Even though I, I, I never really cared for her as an actress, and then she just disappeared. So maybe she'll be one of those, or maybe she, yeah, maybe you're right, Mike. Maybe she's with the Wednesday show that will will shoot her up a well, bit. Let's let's be honest. Um, and this is also my my take on again back to Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell got five movies out of a horror franchise. Yep. Nobody gets five movies out of a horror franchise. No, you're right. right. Yeah, and if you're, she didn't. If she didn't have have those, she would have been probably forgotten, right? 
Right. Why Why did Jamie – now, you bring up Jamie Lee Curtis, but Jamie Lee Curtis got two movies. Yep. They went away from her for three, four, five, four movies. They yep. brought her back for one more as an anniversary project 20 years later. Yep. Uh, and she did it right? as a thanks. And then they gave her – I think they gave her a bunch of money to do a quickly – kill me also. I don't have to do these anymore thing. And then they went another 20 years – before they brought her back, and they basically brought her back because by that point, her career was what most older women's careers are. It wasn't going anywhere, and she had nothing to do, and they promised her a shit ton of money, and so right. suddenly she found her love for the franchise again. Uh, yeah. Well, well, and, and, and to be honest, she was never – I mean, she's – everybody knows who she is and stuff, but, but I mean, she's never been considered a true A-lister in the sense um, like like – Many actresses, she, you know, she she was always a character actress. She she got some big roles like Wander, A Fish Called Wander, and, and Trading and Places, Trading Places, and, and, yeah. and stuff like that. But and oh, and Freaky Friday and stuff. But even 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 when she did Freaky Friday, she was Friday, never like Julia Roberts. Right, exactly, exactly. That's that's my, that's my point. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. Yep. So, but my point being that even that, she was so sporadic in that, and such a freaking confused franchise. Um. Because the reason is that either they don't want to pay the money for the the, the star, or the star doesn't want to return. Right. Yep. And I and, right. and at the same time, I will say, I totally get Courtney, uh, not Courtney Cox, Dev Campbell saying, you know what, you you built this franchise on on with me, and therefore I feel I'm entitled to this amount of money, and walking away when she doesn't get it. I'm perfectly well, fine with that you, too. You know what? And and I didn't, I don't care because because honestly. The, the franchise is Ghostface. It's not her. So I, I never really cared. I mean, I liked her. I like Dewey. I like Nev Cam. I mean, um, Courtney Cox. I, you know, I, I like all these other characters. But, you know, when, when, when you say Scream, I think of Ghostface. So I don't really think that and they're really necessary. So, and, and it should prove it. They proved it with effects because I know there was a little backlash like, oh my God, they didn't bring her back. You know, but. It's like Alien franchise. You, you don't need at one, you know yeah. Ripley, Ripley was in it for a few, years, but you don't have to have well, her in every fucking with, film. You know, I don't well, need Sydney for the for yeah. those films to work. Right. Well, the difference exactly. is that when you talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yep. they massacred a lot of people. You just yep. happened to have that one character on that one day, right? Same thing with Psycho. You know, that was just that one character that one day. Friday the Thirteenth. Whoever shows up to the camp is going to get killed. Are you on Elm Street? You're going to get killed. Are you going to? This is the thing that the killer existed because of Sydney. Yeah, but but you know, I'm not so sure about that anymore because anymore, exactly. Billy Loomis's yeah. mom did killings and had her own mask. So now I don't know. Right, and 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 to be honest, you, you know, all, all you need is is a ghost face. To start killing other people as a serial killer. I mean, they, it may have had a point at the beginning. Yeah, but, at the beginning she did, she had that point, and now I think it's gone far beyond Sydney to. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say, Mike. I, I don't know. Well, I'm just not sure. Well, now you can bring in the, the which they have. It's the, about the uh, Carpenter sisters. Um, but but that's the thing. You don't even need. You, you could just have Ghostface killing anybody. I mean, I, I I they don't have to have the Carpenter sisters now in every 
film either. They could just have a brand new set of characters and Ghostface appears. Why not? You know. Well, because I'm just saying that you have there has to be some connection to it. I don't agree. That's oh well. Then why are they being Ghostface? Because it's they cool. thought it was they're cool insane. and it, yeah, they could start insane. off a whole new stream of murders. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, you. It's like like. Like uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's just like you said. Random people just show up that day. It has nothing to do with them going like, after. My point is, Ghostface has always been a, char- a character with motivation. Right, but his motivation yeah, but, but could it's, be. But it's it's different people now. It, right. Each each film, it's a different murderer. Even though it's the same Ghostface, it, it's a different people being Ghostface. Right, so it yeah. doesn't. Yeah, that's what I meant. But they can do so, like Ghostface on a plane or something. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I, 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 see your point. I, I see your point, Mike. I see your point, and maybe that's that's what they're they're thinking. But I, I do also think that they they could just go elsewhere too, because again, Ghostface is different people. It's not. Yeah, they could break out of the the yeah. having to stick with it all being about I mean, they have it, going yeah, back have it. to Woodsboro, you know. Well, right, like like those two killers that killed Samara Weaving's character. Right, Samara Weaving's character. Had but they're still to do with tied. It. What do you mean? They were still tied to the Woodsboro stuff because they were from there, right? Oh, those they two. Were just, they were oh, going those. to college in Atlanta, but I thought they were from Woodsboro, but maybe not. Oh, well, that was Atlanta. I thought it was New York City. They went to. They were in Atlanta. Maybe it was Atlanta where she was looking into them, and maybe that's where they grew up. But they, yeah, they were interested by ghost about Ghostface, but they were still kind of connecting. They wanted to kill. Yeah, the, 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 the Carpenter sisters. And, yeah, so. the right, no, but that right. was. Wait, I'm confused. What's the Atlanta thing? Oh, yeah, I was confused. Those two were yeah. from Atlanta. All right, so so the two students that killed Samara Weaving, even though it. Right, occurs, right, right, yes. Okay. It, yeah, occurs yeah. They're from in, Atlanta. It occurs in New York City. The characters, though, have nothing to do with Woodsboro, but they fell in love with the Ghostface murders of Woodsboro. Right. right, right. So gotcha. then they were going to kill the Carpenter sisters. So they're still tied into it, but I think right. you're right. I think they could do something where there were people that want to emulate Ghostface, but they have their own things to kill, you know, their, well, well, their and, own and reasons to kill. Well, and, and, and they said it right off the, the bat, right, in that first five minutes. They said, oh, uh, I did it because I wanted to practice. So I killed I killed our professor, you know. Yeah. And, and so it's like, okay, that shows you that Ghostface could just be anybody killing anybody. You know, I'll I'll go back to what I said before about three and and also here with six is that although I think six again maybe was talking a little bit about you know nostalgia and not letting go of the, and not letting go to the past. Um, I don't know that that's entirely different than what they were doing last time. I think Scream works really well if you let it uh, ferment for about ten years. And see right. where the genre is at that point in time, and then see how can you you if there's a way to use Scream to comment on what's really popular at the moment, right? On where the franchise is, and then and then you could see well, do we need to use these characters? Do we need to go with a different character? You know, what's the story going to be with that? And um, I don't think they did that with six. And I don't think they did that with three. And I think that's why those were the. Uh, that was a failing on both of those films. I think those were clearly movies that were made because we know they will make money. 
Yes. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, um, absolutely. Actually, 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 to be honest, I, th- I think all of them after the first one was to make money. Like, I think all yeah. movies are to make money. Yeah. yeah, yeah but well, for example, true. Yeah. like I, I mean, we know that. Um, yeah, whatever. That uh, they the rights to the Fly and Universal was it Universal? Wanted to do a remake of the Fly, and but Cronenberg had something to say by doing it. So yeah, the money is the reason why it ends up being made. But the person directing it, the filmmakers are are making it right then, right that time, for a reason why they think they can actually say something with it, and not just for the money. Yeah, like the Invisible Man. I thought that was yeah. like yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it's not. I mean. Honestly, everybody that's famous and and whether it's or, or wants to be famous, whether it's the right to act to sing, the, the point is, is is to make money. But also, but that doesn't mean you aren't also doing it for the art as well, right? I mean, I mean, right. I, I, I mean, Eric's not on the podcast, so I'll bring this up. Uh, Taylor Swift, right? She she writes about the joke is about her exes and and lost loves and all this other stuff, and and people relate to it and and it helps. Her as an artist to, to, you know, channel that through her, her songwriting, and and but of course, you know, when I saw her in concert, she said, uh, "Thank you all for you know buying all, you know making my um, Taylor version records um, big hits because she re-recorded some of her records because of to gain the, the rights back to the songs." And she says, "I also want to thank you all that." Um, you still care about me because you know we know there's a lot of people out there that have been popular in the past and and have been forgotten or, or not as important anymore. And so, so obviously everybody is trying to make money, but that doesn't mean that you're not doing it also for the art as well. Right. So I think you can do both hand in hand. Yeah. You know? There are some people that are just out for the money, but I don't think it's the majority, to be honest. Right. Well, and then there's also the people that say, "Oh, you're a sellout," yeah. and yet, but which is a crock too, because they're still making money. You know, I mean, right? We're yeah. all we're all sellouts eventually. Yeah, and, and but and <laughs> what's you the, have to well, live, right? But and, and but what is the definition of sellout? Too right. I mean, is are you a sellout because you make something that people love? Because I call it buying in. But maybe they're not even buying in because they're making stuff that they love, and then other people love it too. And, and so, are they a sellout because other people love what they make? I don't. I don't. I, don't I know. think there are situations where you could say that people are sellouts. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I don't think yeah. yeah, I don't think the majority or. You know, right. or like that. Right. I think well, most like humans, most well, humans are trying to do what they want, that they enjoy doing, not what they don't like doing just to make money. You certainly have people say, "Well, you certainly have people say they're bands that they change their style to become popular." Right. Right. Well, well, there's some people like John Castavetz, uh Rest in peace. He used to do all these art house films. But to be able to do those art house films, he would uh, star in mainstream Hollywood films so he could make money, and then he would use that money to make his art house films. So, so you know, he, so you know, and, and then you were going to say something, Sean. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to you touched on it, but it's the idea of the the bands. I was there at the start with them. How dare they get yeah. successful and right? And, exactly. And be, 
Right. It's the arrogance of the fans, yeah. right? That, think well, that well, they own the band. Yeah, and yeah. The band well, well, never change. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little guilty of that. Not not like that. Everybody not, is not, right? not the band that changed, but it's like I was a Taylor Swift fan, ta- you know, eight years ago, and now everybody loves Taylor Swift. You know, she's big as Bruce Springsteen, and and bigger. Yeah, she is. She's definitely bigger. Yeah, she is bigger. So. But but you know I mean you know good for Taylor Swift and good for the new fans. Yeah. Uh, I, I can just say that I was there earlier as well, you know. And, and, and but there's, there's a difference between saying yeah, like you were there earlier, and you're saying no one else can be a fan because right. they were right. here at the exactly. Right. Well, I'm a better fan because I've been a longer fan. Right. 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 We've seen that Star Wars and all kinds special. of stuff. Right. I'm special. Well, there right. you go. There's there's one you could do. For a scream is do like a scream with with gatekeepers, right? I was I was a fan of Ghostface before you were a fan of Ghostface, right. and get like and get like dueling Ghostface killers. That's awesome. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's what it was kind of like with with those two college students from Georgia, right? I mean, you know, yes. we you know, no, you're not going to kill the Carpenter twins. We're going to kill the Carpenter twins, yeah. <laughs> and that's really what it was. Well, we're going to finish making right. We're going to finish making their movie. Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's. Um, you know, and again, it's like what you said earlier, Mike. You know, it's it's the franchise, and you know, after the second or third, you know, you're lucky if if you find find a, a new classic out of the bunch. You know, so the question is, can you just enjoy it? And some people can. Well, some people like myself and Sean were, were disappointed. You know, and, and some people like me. I'm I'm a snob. Like like when it like. When it comes to stuff like that, where you know, Scream, that was just one of the greatest films ever. And every time they put something it else was. after it, that yeah, it was. And then when they put out the follow-ups, they all suck. It's or I come try to compare them to the original. It's like, ah, what did you do? But there, there's very few franchises. I'll throw like Godzilla out there as yeah. one of them, where and James Bond is another one. Yeah. Where it's not just diminishing returns, where you can kind of rate each one kind of on its own without relating it to everything that came before. Yep. Right? You, you look at a James Bond, we, oh, it was a good Bond film, it was a bad Bond film, it was a mediocre Bond film, and you don't even have to immediately place it. I'm sure there are fans who do. And they're like, well, I saw, I just saw the new Bond film, and I'm going to say that's my, my, well, favorite. Out of all the Bond films, you well, know, these are even harder to do that with because they're referencing the earlier films, right. <laughs> so you can't not compare. But you can take each one kind of at its own thing; it doesn't come with the same baggage to it. But it's really hard to reinvent something to make it fresh, to make it new. I think it's the reason why people had been excited, you know, at some of the before the Friday Thirteenth franchise got. Um, uh, caught up in legal problems. You know, they were talking about maybe doing like a found footage Friday the 13th or found footage in wintertime and, and other things and people are like, well, that's stuff we haven't seen. Right. Even right. if it's just changing the setting, it's, okay, well, maybe we can be excited for that. Yep. And, and, you know, and it, it didn't happen. Now I'm curious to see what the Crystal Lake series is going to be. Um, before yeah, Brian I am Fuller too. Leaves it and turns it over. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's this Crystal Lake thing? I don't, I don't know anything about this. What's this? So Brian Fuller, who's the guy that did the first season of American Gods, and he did all pushing daisies. Yep. Did both 
Seasons of Pushing Daisies, which was brilliant. No, yeah, we, it, I, I, no, we, we know who he is. Yeah, okay. And uh, and the Hannibal series. So no, he's doing a series for Paramount, I think, which is, um, which which is called Crystal Lake. Yeah. And they have, and basically, so they're basically doing a Friday the Thirteenth esque series, uh, presumably a pre- prequel series, but I'm I'm not entirely clear on that. But they basically said they have the rights to everything. There is there is okay. nothing that is that they're not allowed to use. So um So Jason hey, in space. So Jason in space. <laughs> but hey, you know what? What what is what exactly is Corey Feldman doing? But <laughs> Yeah. Right. Um Well the main thing is is the is the, the the interpretations of the characters of Jason and maybe his mother and and, and Pamela and Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the, the leads yeah, the can council that survived from the first couple of films or whatever, yeah. Right, and by the way, Brian Fuller is another good example. Great uh, showrunner for TV, uh, has produced some original material like Wonder Falls and Dead Like Me. But why does he keep trying to make things like uh, the Adams Family? Not the Adams Family. He tried to make the the monsters, and that didn't go. He he did because uh, he's a uh, genre fan. He's a horror fan. Yeah, he did, but he did Hannibal. You know, yeah. and now he's and he and he's tried doing Star Trek, and he's doing Crystal Lake now. It's because he's a genre fan, but it also it's where the money is. What what Star Trek is he doing? One of the he's not. Paramount? He tried. Oh, he tried one of, one of the many reboots between before J.J. Abrams reboot. Oh, you mean film wise? I, I thought you meant the, the television series. Though. No, he was no. trying to. He was trying to do a TV series before, and he was trying to do that before J.J. Abrams did his. This is, okay, this is a long time ago. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Sure. Sure. It's just anybody, and, and but and there's people that are, you know, you can pick something. I know some people who uh, have written, let's say, uh, for the Aliens book, yep. and they're genuine fans. They were very happy. They they write their own material. They write their own stuff. But they were really thrilled to be able to get a chance to write an Alien short story that was going to be published in an anthology. So I, it doesn't have to. So, I, so yeah, selling out to me, uh, it's not the, it's not a great, unless you're like really selling out your morals, right? Um, right. <laughs> you're right. doing what you love, and you're not. Well, you know, well, you know, I, making I, people I, happy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to mention anybody, uh, but I had this conversation with um, someone about Taylor Swift versus Judas Priest, and. Uh, they were trying to say that Taylor Swift is is a creation or a sellout or whatever, and and I was, I was like, well, she writes all her own songs, and I was, I was and, I go, and he goes, do you really believe that? And I go, I go, yeah, whatever. And, and then I bring up Judas Priest because they like Judas Priest, and I go, are they sellouts uh, because they were popular for a time and they got major record deals for a time? If they weren't. Really, for just the music, they would have never signed those contracts, and they would have just released this, their records, you know, privately. But they didn't. So are they sellouts? Yeah, you know. And so it's, it's like, what is a sellout? It doesn't make any sense. You know, I mean, you, you can tell a sellout when you really see a sellout. You know, and I, I would not say Jewish priests or Taylor Swift are sellouts. So I, I, I don't, I just don't get the argument unless it's so obvious. You know, like, like. Um, you know, like 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 the the thing prequel that was just to make money. We all know that, right? You know, well, but no, but there were elements of it where there there was a labor of love in there too, and then it just got fucked. Yeah, up that's by the true. Studio. 
yeah, because yeah, the true. studio really just yeah they, they threw out all right. the they, yeah they, they changed everything to the, the CGI and got, threw out all the, the and I liked the movie I, I actually liked it a lot but um, I understand why you didn't so right right I um but, but what I mean I is say, is whether you like the film or not we know that it was made to make money right I mean it wasn't I mean everything was make money, it was capitalizing but, off the, but, uh, the off original. the original right yeah yeah that's what I meant yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, we all like, know uh, Bob Goldthwait right um, yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember right. way back in the day, he had a uh, on a, on a comedy special. Now, for those who don't know Bob Goldthwait for anything outside, maybe his directing, and you should certainly see things like uh, World's Greatest Dad. Oh, uh, that, that Bigfoot movie he did was terrible. Oh, no, the Bigfoot movie wasn't great. Although I know some people liked it, World's Greatest Dad you really should see with Robin Williams is just fucking fantastic and dark. It's about a, a dad whose son dies, he's an English teacher, and his son dies uh, through autoerotic asphyxiation, and so he quickly, like, writes a suicide note and ends up becoming, like, which is really ends up becoming a celebrity off of his son's death because he was too embarrassed to admit his son died jerking off. Uh, it's, a, it's a really, really fun, dark movie. Uh, and then there's another one with, I think it's Joel Murray and uh, Ellen Page where they kind of go on a rampage across America that's, again, dark and funny, and I would highly recommend that. Uh, but but aside, so he was known for being a character in the Police Academy movies, right? Mm-hmm. And so in his stand-up, he would say, yeah, so you, you know me from Police Academy, and, you know, you see me in Police Academy 2, and like, well, he's a new guy. He's just starting out in the world. I understand that. And then, well, Police Academy 3, well, okay, you need to make a little money. And then, well, Police Academy 4, maybe his mom needed surgery. And then Police Academy <laughs> 5, I'm just a whore. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that's that'd be a good example of somebody, you know, he, he he knows he was doing it for the money. He wasn't doing it for any higher artistic aspirations. He wasn't doing it because he you know because he had to. He did it just because he was going to make the cash. Yep. Yep. And thank good for him. And and yeah, and that's it. Because nobody here is doing a job. I love the job I'm doing, but I wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't fucking getting paid. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, uh, we've been recording for about an hour and 53 minutes. Do uh, we have anything else to say about Scream 6 and Scream 5? Anything? No, I think that these are fine entries in the, in the film series. And, you know, not the greatest ever, but they're certainly better than the worst when you look and see what that's befallen. Uh, oh, I don't know, the Amityville Horror series. Um, yeah, I, I would concur with you, Mike. I'm, I'm, again, I didn't like these films at all. And I know you didn't either, Sean. But, you know, for, for the regular horror fan that just likes these horror series, you know, like all the people who love all the Halloween films, even though we can, we can point, oh, oh, that's a terrible film. Why would anybody like it? But, oh, but it's it's, it's Michael Myers. He's awesome. You know, so, so a lot of people will like these films no matter what because of that. And that's fair. You know, I mean, again, if these entertain you, you know, that's fine. But for myself, and I, I always compare these with these long series of 
films, whether it's this one or Halloween or whatever, with the original. And and you know, Sean, I know you you know you're you're not really a, a big slasher fan anyway, so you know you're you're going to be wishy washy anyway. But I'm sure you know you you've seen the first, and I'm sure you think that's a great film. So oh yeah it, yeah yeah. So so it really it, it, even though I'm I'm I don't like this, these two films, and I think that Crapola. I would say they're no more crapola than any of the uh, other franchises that have multiple franchises in these horror films. Franchises, and and as you said, Mike, these may be better than a lot of those that are in Friday the. Oh, they 13th. are. I yeah. mean, I've I've sat through a lot. There's yeah. somebody is it Don and Ellie? I think is doing like he's posting like his list of films and franchises and. Oh yeah, yeah. Does, and he's yeah. like ranking his favorite. Uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. ranking the, the the puppet master films. No, I couldn't do that. I just couldn't because there's certain things I'm like, okay, it's just gotten so bad. I have no interest in going through every single entry in this franchise <laughs> just to see and just to suffer through it. And um, I'm not criti- and I'm not criticizing him for doing it to each his or her own. I just I just couldn't. Um, and maybe for him, you know, that's one of his favorite franchises. Maybe I don't know. You know. No, because he's going to like every franchise oh, that he he's can get a hold of. It seems like yeah, yeah. because he's picking some like the obscure, more obscure ones, like Leprechaun, yeah. maybe or something. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and when ones are like, oh, I just I couldn't go seven deep on that. Um, I just couldn't. Mm. Um, then again, I've done it for the Friday. I've seen all the Friday the 13th, and I've seen all the. You know, I have, no, actually, that's not true anymore. I've seen most of the Hellraiser films. Um, and sometimes I like to have the Friday the 13th films, they're, they're a. You know what you're in for, right? It's that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're not going to be great, but they're just going to scratch that certain itch. Uh, the Horror, et cetera, podcast, we, I, we refer I, to them as like the. Oh, yeah, they the love fishes. Yeah. Um, the the writers blockbusters, the cheeseburgers, right? What's the? They're, they're not necessarily the best yeah. things in the world. Yeah. The first food. one, I I gotta say, the first one, I I had seen it when I was a kid, and I had to shut it off because you know, a ten year old, I was like, I was sneaking watching it, and I was like, oh my god, this is too scary. But and then I never and watched it. And then that I finally when you turn on Taxi Driver. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. Um, yeah, Taxi Driver is not scary. That's that that was a thriller. Um, but um, so I watched it. In, in the 90s, late 90s, because I finally said, all right, I'm going to start watching some of these horror films that I never saw. So I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the first one, and that was fucking awesome. So I saw Friday the 13th, the original, and I was surprised. That's a damn good movie. That's a really good movie. And I know people like number two better because that's the real Jason. But I no, I, I agree with you. I think the first one is really well done. Yeah, yeah I, as a standalone film. Because I don't really care about the Jason lore and all that crap, but as I said, that was just a damn yeah, good film. filmmakers. Yeah, they did right, right. Well, well, because well, that's the thing. They it was the the people that uh, bought the, bought the rights to the the film decided to make Jason a main character. He's, he's, he was nothing, you know. He, he was so that wasn't the point of the of the franchise. That Jason was not the point of the original Friday the Thirteenth. Nope, not at all. Yeah, yeah. and so that. But I, I, but anyway. I'd be hard pressed to find a franchise that is aged as well. As scream, at least within the horror genre. Um, yeah, the only yeah, other one yeah, I would yeah. I would say has uh, for me, and that's Evil Dead. And yep, yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. Now, I would agree with now, that. Phil has a has this thing where he thinks the Evil Dead remake is the worst movie oh, ever. I was so fucking terrible, dude. That, that I was, was not the I was, was not the, the biggest fan of it. But that was the um, film I hated the most we ever reviewed until Skinner Break. <laughs> 
I don't understand your deep hatred for that one. I, I think it's serviceable. It's just not as good as I wanted it to be, for sure. Um, was, but, right. For me, that's like the Scream 3 of that franchise. Yeah, um, I think it just ended when she's her arm gets ripped off and she walks away like Numi Rapace and Prometheus. I was like, this is the fucking stupidest film. Oh my god, it was just terrible. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to go on a tangent on that film again. But anyway, because you Mike or Barrett or whoever. I'm saying that's like the only one I can think of that is about as. Not, I'm not saying all of them are as equal to the first one. The first one is always special, in, in almost every franchise. Very rarely is it not the best film generally speaking, whether it's somebody's favorite or not is a whole other issue. Uh, but I, I can't think of, I mean, Alien, you had Alien and Aliens, and then it gets shaky from there. Uh, even, <laughs> you know, even and, and and even the attempt to save it with bringing Ridley Scott back didn't, didn't really work. No, uh, no. Friday the 13th, yeah. Halloween is all over the place. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is freaking awful after a certain point. No matter how much they try to to, to fix it, um, it, there's just a lot of really our branches that, that go to pot, um, and I don't think Scream has. I think I, you can like it more or less. They may not be as good as the original, but I think they're all at least watchable, which is more than you can say for most of these. Yep. Yep. And that might might be why I'm okay going back to the well on them because of that reason, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, no, that's a fair point. I mean, I remember I didn't really like two or three that much, and I haven't seen them ever since. Um, but I could see myself revisiting them just to be curious without being, you know, poking my eyes out, you know. Um, and and uh, I, I could see how people would like this series better than all those other ones that you mentioned, Mike. Because And, and to be honest, Ghostface, with these last two – uh, scream films, Ghostface has become, uh, and I said this even before these last two Scream films. I was I was always saying Ghostface is a, a classic monster, but with these last two films, I think everybody knows Ghostface now. I mean, he's huge, like as big as Jason and all the rest of them. You know? Oh yeah, and, it has been fierce. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I always talk about on, on Halloween watching the elementary school kids parade by my classroom. Mm-hmm. And I'll see just I'll see all these Freddy's and Jasons yeah. and Ghost Faces. Ghost Faces yeah. in there. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. I always, oh, yeah, I always my, find my, it funny that he's lumped in with them because he's very different. different. Yeah, in yeah, a different yeah. era. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he if, is. You, if you didn't live through it, you you may not. But, that that may not be something you you pick up on. But you know what? It, it doesn't matter that it's a different era because they overlap, right? Because you know Halloween films yeah. have been made since '96, right? So so. They overlap, even if they're different eras. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing, I guess, where you have people lumping the creature of the, from the Black Lagoon in with the universal yeah, yeah, the universal monsters. monsters. Yeah, exactly. Even though it was, you know, fifty six as versus thirties or forties. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Excellent point. Excellent. Um, anything else anybody want to say about the Scream Five and Six? Anything? Anyone? No, that's it. <laughs> All right, all right, so that's good. So uh, we can probably get into our final thoughts on this film here. But before we do, uh, uh, Mike, me, you, and co-host Eric do another side podcast. What's that called? Uh, That is the Cinema a la Carte podcast, and that is a podcast in which we review things that are not usually horror movies that we happen to – so far, I think they're films that we really like. Nobody's picked a movie that we like. I got to talk – this sucked. I really need to talk about this. Nobody's done that. 
Eric was a little bit with the Poseidon adventure, which was kind of no, hard. No, no, but he but didn't that, pick that film. I, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, everybody's right. picking films they like. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That they like. That their co-hosts may not. Right. Um, and I actually think that we've done really well. I think the only film that has that's an issue is that Eric didn't care for Poseidon adventure. Yeah. You loved it. I loved it. Um, everything else has either been films that we all like, love, oh, Eric, Eric or, was a little, or I've never little, seen before. Eric was a little uh, so-so on, on Starlet, too, because he, he just didn't like the characters, or, or he thought it was boring, or something was about that. Eh. Yeah. But but that was a good film. That was a good film. No, I mean, it was. it's not my thing. I, I didn't hate that I watched it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're right. I, I think every film that we've reviewed on that podcast, I've liked. I, I haven't had any of them, one on that podcast that I was like, you know, Eric obviously was a little more picky than than you or I. But but pretty much all those films are classic films that were picked or, or some sort of cult film, and and I've enjoyed every one of them, uh, whether as you picked it or, or Eric picked it, and, and obviously the ones I picked I liked. So, um, there, 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 oh, yeah. There, yeah. What's that? So anyway, so that's what you just heard. So Design Adventure was one that we've done. Uh, we've done uh, History of Violence was another one, and Michael Clayton was one we did recently. And I have no idea where we are in the release on these. Uh, but we've done, what, about 15, 20 of these by now? Yeah, yeah. I think each of us has done, chosen three to five. Uh, so, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're, 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 we're up there. Um and and we have a, a handful in the queue that that are coming out uh, soon, so uh, keep an and, eye out. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, we've got a classic Clint Eastwood film coming up. That is true. That is true. Yep, the first Clint Eastwood film. Uh, and uh, Sean, myself, you, and Barrett uh, for the month of June are, are doing uh, another podcast, uh, and then we're also going to be doing some podcasts about superheroes as well. Uh, what, what, what's that podcast all about? That's the Halloween boutique Psychotronic Reviews. And June, we're focusing on the LGBTQ month, and we're doing art, the lesbian art house films. So that's what we're going to be doing here for June. And then we'll get to James Gunn's Suicide Squad and Peacemaker when we get a chance to do that one, too. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'll be, we'll, we'll set up some dates for those uh, shortly as well. Uh, Kevin Letts, uh, who's going to be co-hosting with us, and Amy Rain is too. Uh, Kevin Letts specifically has uh, asked me uh, for some dates and, and when it when it's going to happen because uh, um, we've been talking about it, but we just haven't been able to catch up to it yet because of uh, another podcast that myself, you, Sean, uh, Barrett, and Eric have just wrapped up. What is that podcast, Barrett? Which one did we just wrap up? I'm <laughs> uh, well, wrapped it up about a month ago, about about uh, zombies and cordyceps that didn't exist. Oh, but it wasn't well, Eric. It was Mike, right? You said Eric. Mike. So that's why oh, I was confused. Oh, I said Eric. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's okay. Know. That's why I was confused. But uh, okay. Yes, the, uh, the Last of Us uh, Rise of the Cordyceps podcast. Uh, we finished it, yeah, about a month ago. Um, we did the weekly episode while the show was running, and I think it was – Probably received uh, mediocre reviews from us. Um, there were episodes I think everybody liked, but I think in general the series did not satisfy us the way we wanted it to. So you should listen to that podcast. It is, it's interesting to listen to. And I think what's frustrating is that it had all the right ingredients. Yes. And yes, just no, refused to make the fucking recipe. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, to be honest, the video—if they just followed the video game, because the video game is like a 
a motion picture itself, um, they 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 could they could have made a really good series. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think the the changes they did uh, weren't were, were not helpful. Um, all right, so uh, there was a couple of cool changes. You know, like the Indonesian thing was pretty cool, and 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 the uh, um, the origin of um, the lead girl character. You know, her mother's you know pre flashback that was pretty cool but generally uh yeah it was it was it was uh unsatisfactory is is a is a way to i think we we could all agree um all right so i guess we can get into our final thoughts on uh the scream series uh oh and that podcast was called the rise of the cordyceps infected uh a last of us podcast um based off the uh, hbo television series uh so uh let's get our final thoughts on this film here the scream five and scream six so mike what do you got yeah so i probably like scream five more than scream six because i'm i i belong to a number of fandoms where there is a lot of toxicity and i fucking hate it uh and i'm tired of it um and so it it, it kind of pissed on toxic fandom and I appreciated that a lot. And so that uh, they did it a lot better than the She Hulk television series, I felt. Yeah, probably. Um so I and I liked it. Like I said, I I was just puzzled by it because to me it felt like it was almost a remake of four. Uh which I really need to revisit because I haven't seen it since then and now that I've seen five fresh in my mind, I'd like to see four and see how that goes. Um and then six I liked it I, I thought it was overrated. I didn't understand why people were going gaga over it, which, again, to get my 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 uh, feeling about um, uh, my my feeling about five. Uh, but I, I mostly liked it. I thought there were some really really good things and some really questionable things, uh, and we've kind of gone over over what those were. All right, sounds good. Uh, Barrett, what do you got? Yeah, I uh, I actually didn't like five as much as six. I liked uh, six better. Um, I understand, you know, everybody else's reasons for their dislikes or the flaws and all that. Um, but I liked six a lot. Uh, it's probably one of my more favorite. It's probably number two for me of the films. Um, so in five, eh, it's kind of down there. All right, sounds good. Uh, Sean, what do you got? Yeah, so I didn't enjoy them as much as I would have hoped to. Uh, I will kind of go with Mike that five was more enjoyable than six, but I will never watch these again. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I mean, I love, like I said, I, I love the first film, which is so fantastic, and, I, and, and the fourth one was really good too. Um, but I'm, I'm not like you know. Even though I like Ghostface and I like Michael Myers and I like Freddy and all the rest of them, I'm not the type of person that's is is a super fan of the series. I'm, I'm usually like, or or even the characters. Even though I love the characters, I, I it's it's the movie or the movies, and and so these films just don't do anything for me. And and I've seen a number of other horror films or slasher films that are just really really much better than these um, that don't have Ghostface. So. Uh, obviously, people who love Ghostface and the Scream franchise uh, will want to see these and probably will rewatch them over and over and over. Uh, I'm a huge fan and love the first film. Again, like it's one of my favorite horror films in, of all time. Um, but uh, these, the rest of them, it, it isn't important to me. Um, so for these two here, I'm, I'm 
pretty much what what Sean said. Um, whatever Sean said, you, you can you can just say I, I said it as well. All right. So um, once again, uh, this is our first time actually reviewing two films at the very same time, I believe, in the podcast history. Uh, the two films again are Scream Five from twenty twenty two, simply called Scream, which they do have a, a little joke in the movie about about that, and then uh, Scream Six, which is from twenty twenty three. Um, I know um, Scream Six will, will probably be on some of our top 20 or top 10 best horror films of the year, maybe. Uh, probably not mine. Um, well, actually not mine. Uh, but but maybe some others. Uh, uh, again, a lot of people liked it. So um, we'll be back uh, next week with a, a special co-host that's going to be joining us because uh, this film, this episode here should be released pretty quick and next week's will be released pretty quick as well. Uh, so we'll uh, surprise everybody uh, next week. And I uh, expect there will be blood. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, yes, yes, yes. Um, so, that seems uh, to be a theme this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of, lot of uh, generic titles. Um, even Scream is a generic title, and I think that was part of the joke of the original 1996, was to be intentionally generic. Um, yeah, yeah. It was well, and it was, that was... It was, it was great. That was supposed to be a scary movie. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, that's and, exactly that's, right. and then and it spawned its own two franchises, Scary Movie and Stamp. One in the real right. world and one within the within the, the, the film. That is true. Um so um so uh yeah, we'll we'll uh uh have another episode obviously. So uh Scream, check out them if you want. Scream five and six, they're on Paramount Plus right now. There are VOD rental anywhere, and you can also get discs. Uh so with all that stated, Mike, what I this up? Uh, thank you once again for listening to us discuss the latest two uh, episodes of the Scream franchise, even though we've never covered the first four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've, I've tried, I've tried a, a, a number of times to get Scream as, as you know, our four, 400th yes. or 500th episode. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, maybe but anyway, but thank you for listening. And, uh, once again, and, uh, tune in next week and, listen to us talk about something new with a very, very special guest.